Welcome back, everyone. It is episode number 47 of Thirst and Goal. Can you believe it? Three I, away from the big 5-0. I know. I think you said that last week. I think you said that two weeks ago. Probably, I think you said three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, 50 is a pretty big deal, I think. Uh, I know. It's right around the corner, Ben, right around the corner. It's been over a year now since we've uh, been doing this show, episode 47. Yeah, we celebrated our uh, one-year anniversary, the last uh, episode that we had. Mm-hmm. On the air, so you know, apologies, folks. We were not on the air last week. We did not have a show. Um, our podcast, our family, our podcast family, and our extended uh, group of friends. We lost a very, very important individual um, this past week, uh, and we don't want to, well, you know, belabor that or make light of it. it. It, but we did lose someone that was very important to to all of us. Sonia will not be on the show this week. We don't know when. She'll be back, but we just wanted to let you know, you know, why we were, why we were off the air, and uh, please bear with us because we did not pay as close attention to football yeah. these past couple weeks as we typically would. But we're going to sort of muddle through here, uh, yeah, Frane and myself. You know, grieving this this week, and and uh, I mean, obviously there was uh, quite a few things that happened in in uh, the football world uh this week but as far as the games are concerned um you know we have our week 11 recap uh, i i didn't really catch too many of the games i i know the results of some of the games obviously the eagles i know happened in 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 that game um but uh, you know didn't didn't really pay a ton of attention um you know it was just here and there whatever i heard on the radio or, or kind of caught on uh, on espn or 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 fox uh sports or you know, Yahoo, <laughs> you know, when I take a, a look at, at the internet and, and just notice, you know, certain things that are going on in the league. But, uh, you know, it, like you said, Ben, we'll, we'll try to get through it as, as best we can. And then, uh, you know, our, our week 12 picks, uh, we'll definitely make those and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll, uh, you know, definitely puts puts things you know, in perspective. A lot of a lot of folks out there do these types of podcasts. People get really angry and you know, it really does put things in perspective. You know, we'll try to keep this as fun as we can, you know, moving forward. We've always tried to do that, but to keep football mm-hmm. in the perspective that it belongs uh, and not place it above, you know, anything else and get so angry or so invested in it that you lose track of your your friends and your family and the things that are important to you. Uh, so, Frane, what are we going to talk about? Well, actually, what are you drinking over there tonight? Let's, you know, let's, let's not lose track of our typical... Yes, yes. We, we always ask each other what we drink tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and as usual, I'm drinking Jack. Not Jack, actually. Jim Coke. Beam. Coke. Usually it's Jack, but not this time around. It's going to be the Jim Beam Rye. One of Ben's favorite ryes. It, it, it is one of my favorite ryes, and that's a pretty, yeah. pretty sad you know, state it's, of affairs. It's, it's, it's a good rye. It is actually good for anybody out there that's looking for a uh, affordable rye that uh, that tastes good. You know, I'd, I'd recommend that. And Ben definitely recommends it. I def- I recommend all Sonia, too. Sonia all recommends it. Yeah, Sonia, if she were here, she loves her Jim Beam. She yeah. loves <laughs> that peanutty flavoring. Uh, and I am drinking the, I'm continuing to drink the Botanist Islay Dry Gin from the Islay region, or Isla region 
of Scotland. Mm-hmm. I am just about to polish that bottle off. I think probably within the next couple episodes that bottle will be gone. And it's a beautiful bottle too, by the way. I still have not posted it on Instagram. I really need to post that bottle. Um, it's a very fancy looking bottle, Ben, but you are missing some of the rosemary. You, you usually No, I did. I found oh, it. Oh, you find, oh, you found, found the rosemary. So I got a little oh, okay. rosemary and a little lime in there. It's yeah. a little, there's a little chill in the air, so I've been looking for my winter gin. I found a winter gin. I'll probably hey. move on to the Opier. You uh, might have to find some more. Weeks. Get some more of the botanist, Ben. I may have to do that. Uh, so, Franny, what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben, on the big board. We have our NFL news as usual. We have some of your housekeeping. Our week 11 recap, we'll try to recap it as best we can. We have our shout outs to our fellow podcasters out there. We have our week 12 picks. We have our shot of the week, our beverage of the week, which is another bourbon. We have our beer of the week, which is another Einstock. Another Einstock. We're going through the whole family of Einstock beers, and uh, I don't think there's any more left on the shelf (laughs) that that we haven't already tried. I'm sure they have more options, but maybe not at Total Wine. I'm not sure if you can find any other options here in LA, but I think we've tried all of them so far. We have our betting corner. Ben's betting corner. We didn't post any picks this week, though. We didn't. On, didn't on Instagram. We made some picks, but we didn't, uh, you know, we were, as, as as we mentioned at the outset, we were otherwise engaged earlier in the week, but we do have some betting but we'll corner picks. we'll be mentioning some yeah. of your picks. And do you I, have, I, and do you I have a parlay? Not, I did not. I don't have my parlay. So we will. Uh, you know uh, what? We're, I'm going to make my parlay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my picks on the show then. I'll have to, I'll have to look at, uh, you know, I, 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 once we go through the games, then I'll, I'll think about it and make my picks once we go through our week 12. Uh, picks and then to end the show, we have some housekeeping. Yes, there. indeed. Uh, and also, I just wanted to give a, a quick shout out. Uh, we uh, to oh, those of you out there that are listening to us on Pandora, welcome, welcome, welcome to our new Pandora list- listeners. We have been welcomed into the Pandora family of podcasts this past week. So, thank you all if you're listening out there on Pandora. We really appreciate it. Uh, Franny, what's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL news. Yeah, so we have a little bit of NFL news, and we're also going to wrap this up a little tag team news as well in honor of all of our uh, hosts on the show and Sonia and Sonia's absence. We want to give you a little update on the Seahawks. But first and foremost, we have some very, very sad news from a team that still exists for some reason. Philip Rivers and the Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers knows he's costing his team games because of his turnovers. Eric Williams of ESPN reports. Uh, he said, Rivers, it's a football game. He said, if you could just pick and choose and never throw interceptions ever, I'd choose to throw zero. So I certainly don't want to throw them, but I know it's hurting us right now. So obviously I need to cut them out. Rivers finished this previous game against the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday with four interceptions, including a dagger on the Chargers' final offensive play and which he underthrew Austin Eckler in the end zone with the ball falling into the hands of Kansas City safety Daniel Sorensen's River, Rivers threw three interceptions the prior week in a loss to the Oakland Raiders, becoming the first Chargers quarterback ever since Eric Kramer in 1999 to throw at least three interceptions in consecutive games. Rivers has 14 interceptions on the season and 16 uh, turnovers total, the most he has had in a season since 2016, and we still have many games to go. Rivers turns 38 in December and is in the final year of his deal, and they are not in contract negotiations as far as we know. However, the team reports that it isn't ready to turn its attention to 2020. 
Franny, is Philip Rivers <laughs> cooked? Is he in the pot and boiling? You know what, Ben? I think uh, you, you've been talking about this for quite a few years now. Philip Rivers is definitely not one of your favorite quarterbacks. I don't know. Uh, who, I don't know who my favorite quarterbacks are. Yeah, you know what? I have a uh, very small list. That that uh, yeah. Seriously, we should have your list. What's your list, Ben? What's your, who's your number one quarterback in the league right now? Right now. Right now, the well, I mean, I think I would take uh, Lamar Jackson number one yeah. right now. <laughs> but uh, generally speaking, Ben Roethlisberger since Ben Roethlisberger is ben, injured and, and since and, Ben Roethlisberger yeah. is injured, I mean, it's that's, not Mason Rudolph. That's a good question. I mean, I think Matt Ryan would be up there. I'm not a great fan of his, but in, because the team is terrible. Uh, but I think that what he's been able to do this year with with such a terrible defense and a terrible offensive game plan, I'd put Matt Ryan up there. Tom Brady, I would put up there. Uh, and Ben Roethlisberger in his absence, yeah. I would. Matthew put up Stafford there. has had a pretty impressive season. On a you know, uh, their record's not great. No, uh, I, you know, I, the, the, I wouldn't say their the, the the team is as bad as their record suggests. Almost, but never he's, is. he's he's had he's he's had a pretty good season this year. Oh, so for he's, sure, he's, he's been up there this year. But Philip Rivers, though, what do you think? Pretty terrible. Done? That was pretty terrible. I mean, I, I, I watched mean, last I watched, play of the game yeah, to end the game. That Monday night game against Kansas City, a huge division game. Um, and I don't know what the hell he was looking at. I, I seriously have no idea. I mean, the ball was underthrown. It uh, looked like it was almost into double coverage that he threw the ball into. Uh, but even going back to the the week before, uh, you know, the, the, the final drive, um, was it against the Raiders? Raiders? Yeah, against the Raiders. I mean, he was 0 for 7, you know, to try to drive down the field and try to tie that game. It was either to tie the game or, or take the lead. And I mean, he was terrible on that last drive. I yeah, mean, he needed accurate passes, and uh, he has not looked good. He's 37 years old. 38. He's 38 years old, and he's starting to look his Almost. age. Almost. He's, he's, he's really looking his age, and, and it's time for them to look for a new quarterback in the draft. I don't think you should sit the guy. Right now, you know, just let him play out the season. Um, you know, you're not going to go anywhere, um, so you, you might as well just, you know, give him some respect in, in terms of letting him play out the season instead of, you know, benching him like you know the Giants did to Eli, to Eli Manning. Yeah. But it was earlier, a lot earlier in the season. But now, since you're already, you know, this is the uh, the twelfth week now, going into the twelfth week, just let the guy play it out. What do you think, Ben? I agree. I mean, I think the guy is cooked. I mean, it's unfortunate that he played for such a terribly run franchise his entire career. I mean, we live here in Los Angeles, so we know how difficult it is to find a Chargers fan that will admit to being a Chargers Your fan. Your neighbor. Even though we have one living next door here. Uh, but the stadium is, is, is packed full of opposing fans every single week, and it was down in San Diego as well. Uh, they're always significantly under the salary cap. They don't negotiate long-term deals of any real value with any of their players. It's just too bad, uh, but I would say that I mean his performance against the against the Raiders just randomly appeared to be just randomly throwing the ball up into coverage, hoping for the best. And again, this week on the last play of the game or the final drive of the game to, to just essentially end the game, I, I I would say that Rivers, you know, potentially could help a team like Chicago or a team that is is obviously without a quarterback. And you know maybe give him a one year deal and yeah. see what he, I, see what I, he can do. But he, I think as far as I can tell, he's cooked to hang up the cleats. You know, go home to your twenty seven children, <laughs> buy your Mercedes, your Mercedes caravan, van yeah. or whatever those Mercedes vans yeah. are with all the seats in them that actually that, and, that and, moms in Hollywood drive and 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 just retire. You know, I mean, find a home in in San Diego, your original home. It's a beautiful town. Just find a house over there overlooking the Pacific Ocean on a cliff over there with your entire family and just call it. 
a season or a, a career. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, they were one of the podcasts I listened to was to, you know taking an over under on whether he would retire first or have another child first, and the, <laughs> the money was on have another child across the full scope of that podcast. Uh, but yeah, I agree with Franny. I think it's time for for Rivers to go. And you know if he wants to get a shot with another team, you know take it. But yeah. still can't get over his release though. Yeah, I mean his, that, that, his, his release is is, is I, I I don't know how the hell he gets the ball yeah, out of his hands. And hand. he has one of the quickest the sidearm. He's had I, one it, of the quickest releases in the league, even though it's completely out of you know completely it, literally from his you know his elbow up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a strange release. Uh, next up, we have something that I know Franny wants to talk about: uh, the Colin Kaepernick fiasco this past Saturday. The uh, a few days after Colin Kaepernick worked out for scouts in Atlanta after he moved it, unbeknownst to the people who are going to actually come and watch his workout. Uh, in Atlanta, his lawyer says there are a couple of teams showing interest in the free agent quarterback. Jesse Reed of Sportsnot reports. Kansas City, the New York Jets, the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't believe that. The Tennessee Titans, the Buffalo Bills, the Niners, and the Redskins, as well as the Detroit Lions, are allegedly showing interest in Colin Kaepernick appearing on the Adam Carolla show apparently couldn't book a better show uh, Mark Garagos Kaepernick's attorney and widely renowned criminal defense attorney spoke in depth about the reason Kaepernick's workout was moved and when he broke and then he broke some news saying a couple of teams have shown interest in his client Garagos said he thinks that something will happen within the next 10 days that was a few Days ago, he continued by saying there are two teams that I think are in the hunt. One who is legitimately in need of a quarterback who had a very poor showing on Sunday and has got an owner that I don't think gives a shit. The second team, he said, is run by an owner who does care, but which is in the hunt and needs a quarterback. What say you about the fiasco of Colin Kaepernick going on and on and on? Well, I've said it. I've said it. You know, many times in the past, you know, I think Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick has enough uh, skill and talent to play in this league. Uh, he's, he's definitely better than Mitchell Trubisky. You know, most guys are. I am. You are, Ben. I'm sure. You know, we can we can get out there on the field and 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 probably perform better than he has. Yeah. What, did, what was his injury uh, this week? Like a hip or yeah, a leg a or hip. some they shit? They just made some shit up and got him out of the game. <laughs> Didn't even go in the tent. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, Colin Kaepernick. I, th- I think he's good enough to sign with a team as a backup. QB, you know, it, it's it's been quite a few years now since he's he's played in the league. I'm not sure what I've, I've, I saw him, you know, in the workout, throw some balls down the field. But I mean, there's there's you know, there's no linebackers or linemen rushing in to try to tackle him. He's just basically standing there and throwing the ball down the field, you know, 30 or 40 yards, or whatever. He looks like he's in pretty good shape. He's got a pretty strong arm. I'm not sure if you know he's as fast as he used to be. Um, you know, he 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 was basically Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson came into this league. Yeah, went to uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, he, he went to the Super Bowl. I mean, he went to an NFC Championship game before he went to the Super Bowl that year. I mean, he you know, the, he well, him and Harbaugh basically turned around uh, the Niners. But um, I don't know if, if, if he can be a starter for any team. Yeah, I, I'm just not sure if he, he has, if he showed enough at that workout for a team to actually be interested enough. I mean, as bad as Trubisky has been, I mean, Miami doesn't really have an answer at quarterback. The Titans don't really have uh, a solid quarterback right now, even though I think I think Tannehill is good enough. I do, too. I do, too. Moving forward. I do, too. Um, but, but you know, it, 
I don't know if there's enough desperate teams that would want him as a starter because, I mean, the Bears right now at the point in the season, you know, it, it's so f- late in the season now that they can just wait for the draft and see what they can get in the draft instead of, you know, picking up Kaepernick. And, and I don't know if he wants, you know, a, a handsome contract. I'm not sure what he's looking for money-wise. Um, but uh, what, what do you think, Ben? I mean, did you see him throwing the ball down the field? I did. There? I, I mean, did. I mean, he looked. I mean, uh, I agree with you. I mean, and I don't I, believe I, that the Eagles are looking at him. I don't believe that. Yeah, I mean, this is Mark Garagos. I mean, so attorneys do what attorneys yeah. do. You know, their job is to spin it as most positively as they as they can, especially in this circumstance where there's nothing at stake. You know, I thought he looked okay. I mean, obviously, I agree with Franny. You know, Trubisky, Miami. I mean, there are a lot of teams out there. Mm-hmm. That could use whether starters no. aren't as good yeah, as Ka- the, I mean, Kaepernick. So clearly Darnold. their backups aren't as good as Kaepernick. Yeah, even Darnold. I mean, he's been struggling this year, but you know the Jets are going to move forward with Darnold. They're not going to quit on him this soon. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, it, it, I mean in the NFL, you know, throughout this process, it was sort of a hodgepodge. You know, I don't know that it was a genuine effort to get him a workout. You know, typically these things happen on Tuesdays when the team is prepared to to go out and look at prospective players coming into the next the week this one was held on a saturday you know the day essentially before game day the nfl attempted to get him to sign a waiver agreement that would have essentially waived any claims that he would have for collusion and those types of things moving forward which was a little disingenuous by the league i think he could be in the league i think he could give a team Mm -hmm. a competent backup or potentially a starter to fill in here and there, I, I don't think Kaepernick is doing himself any favors by by telling all the teams to stop hiding and stop running and stop being afraid. The thing that I've never been able to figure out throughout this whole drama is the fear that owners have that the fans will turn against them. Mm-hmm. I, I just that thing I've, that I've never been able to wrap my mind around because the NFL. I mean, you put on a Sunday night game between the Jets and the Dolphins, and it's still going to be the highest rated program on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So who are these mysterious fans that okay, are not well, going to show up? The Jets. It's New York. So, I mean, you know, people will watch the Jets for sure. That's true. <laughs> but, but, but you could put two terrible teams on Sunday night football and it's yeah. still going to it's still going to be the top. It's still going to be, you know, it's still going to beat a lot of the other shows that are on that night. So I just don't understand who these mysterious fans are that they think are going to stop going to football games because of one yeah. player. That I, I've never bought. N- I never understood it. And it was it was. Uh, you know, the whole kneeling thing. I mean, it, it was brought to light by the media. And, uh, you know, the, the media sort of expanded on it. And, and, and he, he didn't actually come out himself until, you know, the, the media made a huge deal about, you know, kneeling. And, and you know, I, I just I just don't I, – I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to 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 Colin Kaepernick. You know, the, oh, absolutely not. I mean, know, I'm, he had a league for this many years now, and, and, and he has – much more talent than than, than uh, most of the backup quarterbacks, at least, and some of the starters, and and, and some of the starters. In yeah, I, I agree with Franny a thousand percent. I mean, I wish that they, they took a sort of a page from the NBA. You know, the NBA. I wouldn't say they embrace this type of thing, but they certainly have a much better handle on how to deal with players and and First Amendment types of issues when they the, when the players feel like they need to express how they're feeling about some social issue without interfering with the game without interfering with the fan experience they just they have a much better handle on how to deal with that i don't know why the nfl is you know thinks every single one of their fans has a american flag in their front yard and a <laughs> you know and a don't tread on me flag hanging up next to it i i don't i mean Franny and i are not those types of folks typically speaking we're very patriotic obviously 
but I don't understand why they, they the fear that this is going to like crumble the you know the Baltimore Ravens into dust if they were to for some reason sign Colin Kaepernick that Baltimore fans are just not going to show up or or Raider fans are not going to show up or whoever's not yeah, going to show up. Yeah, but even in Baltimore the you know the, the backup QB there is isn't it Robert Griffin the 3rd? Is, yeah. Isn't it yeah, Robert yeah, yeah, Griffin yeah, yeah, over yeah. there? I mean, Kaepernick was a better quarterback than he was. Yeah, you know, for sure. I, I, I'm not saying yeah. that you know Robert Griffin wasn't a good quarterback. Robert Griffin, when he came into the league that first season with uh, with Washington, he was he was great. He took him to the playoffs. They went to the playoffs that year until he got injured. Um, but you know, Kaepernick accomplished more than he did in the league. I mean, he went to the NFC Championship game that you know that, that, that first year, then the Super Bowl the following year, and uh, you know. It, he, he he's an athletic guy. I'm not sure if he still is that same guy. Uh, yeah, of but course. I, I, I'm sure you know he 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 still has that ability. I agree. So I mean, I, I I hope a team, and and the reality is it's put up or shut up, right? So if the guy doesn't, if he can't play, at least we can put this to rest. Yeah. Exactly. If someone signs him and he sucks, at least you can put then it to rest. That's exactly why you can say that's why nobody signed him. Yeah. You know. I mean, at least it would give you some credibility when you say you know, all these owners say, "Well, no, I don't want to sign." I was I was disappointed that the Steelers didn't go. Uh, this is the team. Yeah, but they have they have they have Mason Rudolph, Ben. I, I know. They have five point five yard per attempt average. The duck. Yeah, we have we have, we have <laughs> Duck Hodges on our team. An, an injured Ben uh, Roethlisberger. I mean, we're clearly solid. I mean, yeah, we have Tom you know. Brady and Aaron Rodgers on our team. I mean, you guys are just as solid at the running back position. But that was disappointing. And the wide receiver position. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, we got no receivers going this week. Yeah. No running backs either. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was disappointed that the Steelers didn't show up. I mean, this is the team that essentially led the charge to to put the Rooney Rule in place, where you have to interview. Uh, non-white candidates for your head coaching and your higher level coaching jobs for them not to even send a player down there or a, or a coach down there to give it a look that was a little disappointing uh, from my perspective but yeah I mean it's it's let's just put this to bed one way or the other someone sign yeah. him and let him play and see how he does no, I'm, I'm hoping it does I'm, I'm hoping somebody does sign Colin Kaepernick yeah as, as even a backup and, and if he gets a chance to play let's see how he can if he can still play the game I agree all right. Next up, from the farcical department, the Bill Belichick, the Bill Belichick cartoon land. Tom Brady, New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady has been officially listed as questionable for Sunday's game against the Dallas Cowboys, according to Nora. Princhatti of the Boston Globe. Brady reportedly has a right elbow injury and was limited in practice on Friday after not being listed on the injury report all week. The future Hall of Famer hasn't missed a start due to injury since 2008. That's actually pretty shocking. And it would be shocking if Brady doesn't suit up this week. Still, expectations should be tempered for everyone in the Patriots offense aside from Julian Edelman. Overall, the Patriots 21 spot or 21 spot difference in rank between per game number three and yards per play number 24 is the largest difference in the league. Rookie Jarrett Stidham, Auburn alum. This is the number two quarterback on the Patriots roster and would start against the Cowboys if Brady is unable to play. Is this Belichick playing games after Brady complained and complained about the offense after the last game, or is this for real? They won the last game. All right. <laughs> they did. Well, they win every game. That's the problem. Well, except for the one against the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, mean, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I mean, yeah. he's, he, I'm, I'm surprised he's not injured because of his age. I mean, he's 40 two years old um but uh, you know he might have some elbow soreness this and that but i mean he'll, he'll play the next game i'm not really worried about tom brady and did you hear his uh, his comments after the last game 
essentially saying that the the defense and the special teams are the strength of the team and well they are the, the offense can't get out of its own way essentially is what he was saying they, they, i mean if you look at some of those early teams i mean you know in, in the early 2000s when they won the super bowl i mean they, they had a really strong defense you know and it, it, you know they, they beat the greatest show on turf yeah you know i mean in his first super bowl so i mean their defense has carried them to quite a few super bowls even last year you know, to hold the Rams to three points, yeah. you know, so yeah, that is true. The defense is, is definitely a big part of the last, you know, six championships. Um, you know, he's getting the MVP uh, accolades, you know, but, um, you know, it's always been a huge part of the Patriots. And, and nobody really looks at that because we focus so much on Tom Brady. But that defense has always been strong. Yeah, and for this them. year, I mean, when the, and those those other defenses with Bruschi and 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 mm-hmm. Vrabel mm-hmm. and the other, I mean, I can't remember who they're. I mean, they had a great corner on that squad whose name is escaping me at the moment. Uh, at least uh, at least one top tier safety on that team that won. I think three was it three out of four years they won Super Bowl with, with that team. Yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a bunch of uh, of hogwash, and it could be Belichick sticking it in Brady's eye a little bit. Uh, because he wasn't particularly patriot-like in his news conference and his <laughs> radio show uh, last Monday, uh, but I think he's he's showing a little bit of frustration not being able to move the ball down the field on offense. But they're winning games. I mean, mm-hmm. they've, they've got what one loss, so yeah. I mean, I did, but their defense is is it's, I mean, it's spectacular. It's, what they're one or two right now. I mean, yeah. they're 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 right up there. Um, so yeah, I mean, the defense is definitely, um, you know keeping them at the top of the pack. I agree. Of the AFC. Ben, All right. How many times have I said this? Yeah, well, I mean, you've said... It's been 20 you've... years now, damn it. <laughs> Somebody well, you know, in the it's, AFC. It's, it's no fun being in the AFC. Figure it out. It's no fun being in the AFC, knowing no matter how good you are, odds you are always... you still won't uh, make it to the Super Bowl because the Patriots will be there waiting for yeah. you, almost, almost always playing at home in the championship game. So no matter how ah. good your team is... Your coach is not going to be as smart as Bill Belichick, and you're going to lose. Yeah. And it's just a shame. It Eventually, really is a shame. Eventually, he'll be old enough where he cannot play anymore. Oh, for and, sure. And, and I'm interested Belichick to see if Belichick... Belichick will retire eventually. Eventually. We don't have to worry about this. Oh, there the is evil some, empire. There, there is some scuttlebutt that he wants to go and coach the Giants ben. after. He wants <laughs> yeah, to go back right. to the Giants yeah. after Tom Brady retires. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, but nobody, you know, no team fan base would love him more uh, than the Giants if they were able to, you know, re- return that team to respectability. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for the NFL news, Franny. So nothing about Miles Garrett, Oh, the fracas. <laughs> The fracas. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at the agenda over here. I'm like, I don't see. I, I you know, I see Philip Rivers. I see Colin Kaepernick, Tom Brady. I don't see anything about Miles Garrett and uh, Mason Rudolph. There, there was a little scuffle that went on, uh, and you turned off the game. Yeah, you turned off the I game. I turned ben. off the game. Actually, how do you feel about that whole thing? You know, the rea- I mean, I think there were about 19 players on the Steelers that were fined this past week for <laughs> for their their role in that particular fracas. Uh, you know, I I tend including Mason Rudolph who was fined this yeah. week. Uh, yeah. Marquise Pounce was suspended. I, you know, I didn't realize how much of a douchebag he looks like, but when he has his helmet off, he looks like one of those like he has like a rich dad. And, and, and Pouncy? No, 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 no. Rudolph. Oh, he does. Mason, yeah, 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 yeah. Mason, Mason for sure. Rudolph. For sure. Just like you, you, I mean, you want to punch the guy in the face yeah. just because of the way he looks. I, and, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't condone that sort of violence on the football field. You don't see 
uh, you know, a, a baseball player going after a pitcher with his bat after he's being with the ball. You don't see hockey players, you know, wailing away on each other with, the with hockey implements. sticks. You don't see tennis players going after each other with tennis rackets. And I don't condone that sort of uh, behavior on the football field with a helmet, you know, a, a smacking against another guy's skull. That's, that's, I mean, that, that's just something you don't do in any sport. No, no. You don't use the equipment to beat up other people. But Mason Rudolph... Might be the exception. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it's a, it's a, what was it? What's the penalty? Fifteen yards and an automatic uh, ejection, unless I, it's Mason Rudolph. In which I, case, I, I, I was disgusted with his play on the field. Yeah, in, uh, just, he was pathetic. That pathetic game and the game, that game before that. I mean, he hasn't played well at all. Pathetic. I think they should go back with Devlin. Um, but I, 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 he he kind of started. But how the, though? I mean, it, I mean, I mean it started, it started he, on the I mean, he kicked him. He kicked him in his protective cup. I mean, I didn't see dude, that. Man. I didn't see that. Come I mean, on. it seemed like he was going after. It looked like I don't know if his if his hand was stuck inside Miles Garrett helmet. This and that. I'm not sure exactly what happened or how it happened. Um, his hand was a little up in there. It, it, it might have been stuck. It might have been stuck. Yeah. But it looked like he was trying to pull it off almost. Yeah. But I think he was also mad at the fact that he was taken down kind of late and it was at the end of the game yeah. there was nothing to lose and and maybe he was just mad that he was tackled you know once again um but uh many sacks in that game yeah m- many sacks and that's so he was frustrated miles garrett was frustrated you know miles garrett took a swing you know with the helmet luckily he he, he sort of caught him with the uh sort of padded portion yeah. that that that, that kind of goes behind uh the neck um, but I mean, what do you what do you think? But I'm I'm just like uh, I've been talking this whole time. <laughs> what well, do you think? But it's your team. You're a Steelers I fan. Mean, watching. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't think what Mason Rudolph did, whether he whether he was allegedly going after his groin or whether his hand got stuck in the helmet or purposely, you know, stuck through the helmet. When you saw Miles Garrett walking off the field, he clearly didn't have any noticeable injuries to his face. No. I think he completely and utterly overreacted to the situation. I don't actually think any of the Steelers should have been fined in the game. I mean, if, if you're quarterback, well, I mean, if, if someone, someone swings a helmet, at that point, he was Pouncey was pushing him away. But he and did. And he hit him with the helmet before Pouncey got him on the ground and started kicking him. That's where I draw the line. You, you but, can't, dude, it, man, he hits your, I mean, if he turns that helmet the other direction and hits him with the solid crown of that helmet... Yeah, but you can also then injure, Hodges will definitely be starting this week. I mean, you can you can you can you can injure a you know player on the ground by kicking him in the in the head too. I mean, so I mean he didn't connect when he was kicking, but I mean yeah, they made the kicking sound a lot worse than it was when yeah, I watched he, it. On he, replay, he missed him. He missed him. Like, this is not really. Yeah, bad. he definitely shouldn't play soccer. It almost looked like it was a cartoon. Like he was trying not to kick him. Yeah. or something. <laughs> I mean, because he he could have went after him a lot. You know, DeCastro did a really good job. He didn't get uh, he yeah. didn't get fined because he tried to sort of break up the situation, even though he was involved mm. in it. Yeah, I know, but. I, I think, um, but it was it was it, it was it, shocking to see that it escalated pretty quickly. Yeah. It, it escalated pretty quickly, and and, and as, as far as any racial slurs being thrown around, uh, that that always comes out. Allegedly. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think. It, I mean, because there are so many microphones around the field. There, are, there are players that have microphones embedded on them yeah. for for the NFL Network and for them to you know create the show afterward. Um, you know, the, um, I forget what it's called. NFL now, films. NFL films. They have it, audio it, of every game, but this, for yeah. some reason, this particular piece of audio does not exist. Yeah. So I, it, I, I, I don't really believe that. And I listened to, uh, you know, the Miles Garrett interview right after the yeah. whole thing happened. He didn't mention anything then. You know, why not say something to the media right there after the game if that's yeah, what I really set you off? It. And if that's what set you off, there's there's still no excuse to you know be be, be swinging equipment around yeah. and, and, and hockey sticks and exactly. tennis rackets <laughs> yeah it, it's 
javelins, but that, shot puts. That, that was something that you didn't add, and and that was that was one of the things that I actually did remember from you know this past week. Yeah, and, it was and, fun. and carrying over to this. As, as I was preparing the agenda, I was like, how long ago was that? Too long ago to talk well, about. Well, I mean, it, the, the it was the week before, um, but it. it, it this week is 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 when Miles Garrett made the claim that you know racial slurs or or that uh, uh, Mason Rudolph made the yeah. you know a racial slur and and you know that that's kind of what what ticked yeah them I mean but, that, I mean and I don't want to make light of the fa- I mean if it if it happened it happened mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certainly not going to make light of it if it did in fact happen yeah it, it seems highly unlikely uh, for Mason Rudolph to make it this far if that's how he felt and those are the kinds of lang- that's the kind of language that he uses I don't think he would have lasted very long uh, especially playing. Uh, in college football and now in the pros, I don't think you can get, you can't go too far, yeah. uh, it, it, because that type of thing tends to slip out before now, mm-hmm. uh, and that that would have been his reputation. I think I think Miles Garrett is trying to, you know, ensure that he plays at the beginning of next year rather than driving the suspension, which he could drive into the following season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember the last time we had equipment. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't Odell Beckham has, has destroyed some equipment, but yeah. he's never hit anyone. But I don't, with I don't remember anybody ever being hit with a helmet with their own helmet. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not like somebody took off I know, their own helmet that's and how, hit the that's other how, guy. And it's almost he, so embarrassing to get hit with your own. You know, you get, it's like it's like somebody like you pull a gun on somebody and you're like, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you know, I, I think you know, Miles Garrett. Um, you know, being suspended uh, was it eight? Was it eight games? Or uh, well, it's the remainder of the season. I don't the know. Remainder what, of the yeah. season, Inde- uh, indefinitely. I don't know if they've updated that since. since yeah, the last yeah. Time so I, I don't remember exactly quite what the punishment is, but yeah, I, I think for um, for for swinging equipment around and, and trying to because it, it, just imagine if he hit him with the crown of the helmet, he could have done some serious damage um, to to Mason Rudolph. But uh, you know, I, I think it is appropriate to to be out, whatever. Even if I think it was eight games, I think that's the last thing I heard was eight games. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. You're probably looking it up right there. I am indeed because it was it was uh, indefinitely, but it looks yeah. like it was reduced to eight games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he appealed. Appeals. <laughs> oh, we got we got some terrible audio there. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, so it was reduced. What that was. Was that, that was, part of the fight? Was that part that was, of the scuffle? That part of that was actually the, the beginning of <laughs> the scuffle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> video right there. So we apologize for that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was reduced uh, to eight games, and Mason Rudolph was fined fifty thousand dollars for his participation in yeah. that fight. I don't know how you get to fifty thousand. Uh, oh no, wait. Let's get this. Let's get one that doesn't have video here. We'll try <laughs> to get one that doesn't have video here. Uh, let's see what we got. Sorry, folks, for the. Delay. Yeah, we weren't prepared for this. Ben didn't have this on our NFL news. Yeah, the indefinite suspension was upheld on appeal, so we don't know how many games it will be as we sit here today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with Ronnie. I mean, it was it was it was something to behold. Uh, as it, it we were was... watching the game, I had another buddy of ours was was texting me. Because I, I mean, why, why continue to watch that game? I, I, I well, if you're a Steeler fan. I mean, I was, I was texting you, and I, you know, I, I kind of turned away, but then I came back to it, and I saw, I, you know, I, I saw that there was some commotion going on on the field, and then they showed the replay, and I didn't even see, you know, Miles Garrett swing his helmet at Mason Rudolph, but it happened. It, like you said, it was something to behold. You don't see that in sports. Yeah, I mean, that was shocking, shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. we'll learn more as as time passes. And let's hope we don't see something like that again 
in yeah. the near future uh, yeah. because Miles Garrett. I mean, you could. I mean, you kind of. You, you, uh, you could hurt somebody yeah. really seriously, really bad. Yeah, and, and and they should you know make an example out of this incident, and you know suspend him. Eight, eight games is half a season, so that, that's quite a bit. I mean. If it was up to me, I'd, I'd suspend him for a little bit more just to make an example out of him and and make sure that players in the future don't even think about doing that. Yeah, run it into next season. All yeah. right, Friday, use your pads. Don't use the helmet. <laughs> use your pads. Use use use, uh, God, use Michael Bennett's pads yeah. next time. <laughs> <laughs> hit him with hit him with a t-shirt. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our housekeeping. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, with your friends, relatives, anyone you think would also like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, Google Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please, please leave us a review on iTunes if you would be so kind. If you'd like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, we would love, love, love to hear from you at podcastthirstandgoal at gmail.com or you can call us at 818-350-2680 here in the dirty, dirty of the San Fernando Valley and leave us a voicemail. Uh, Please be aware, we may play it on the show. Uh, please also follow us on Friday's awesome Instagram account at Thirstand and on Twitter at Goldthirst. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we're going to have our Week 11 recap. All right, folks, hold tight. We'll be right back with our Week 11 recap. All right, Ben. So we have our Week 11 recap. And do you have the games there? Do you want me to uh, bring up the games? I do. I do indeed. Do we want to start? I know it seems like many, many, many moons ago, uh, but I don't think we covered this game on the show. Do we want to talk a little bit about the Seahawks' dramatic victory over the San Francisco 49ers in honor of Sonia, who is off (laughs) the air tonight? Uh, shocking outcome to say the least. I think in that game, uh, well, it, because it was in it was played in San Francisco. So I mean, you know, you know the Niners were at home, undefeated. Um, you know, they looked like they might go undefeated the entire year. I mean, the way they've been playing, they've been amazing. And uh, man, that was a great game, though. That, that was, was a great game. That was an amazing game. Uh, Twenty-seven to twenty-four. Uh, overtime went down, I think, to the last five minutes or three or four minutes yeah. of the overtime period. Yeah, no even, score until yeah. Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean, I didn't think they were going to get the ball back. I think they had three possessions in the 10-minute overtime period. I think there was a turnover in the overtime period as well by the Seahawks. That did Yeah, it was on the goal line. It was, it was basically a goal line interception by uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, the Niners uh, ran down the field. I think they got into field goal range. Their kicker basically kicked it into the tunnel. Finally <laughs> missed one because he had made two big ones earlier in the yeah, game. Yeah, well, he sent it into overtime. Um, but I wish all football games were that good. I yeah. mean, that, that was a fun game to watch. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I was rooting for the Seahawks because, you know, it, it's Sonya's team. But if you're just a neutral spectator, that game. That was an awesome, was I mean, from beginning to end. I mean, and Russell Wilson didn't have a spectacular game. 24 of 34, 232 yards. Count it. One touchdown and don't count it. 
one interception mm-hmm. in the game. Not a particularly Huge great interception. I mean, Car- Chris Carson carried the load, even though he didn't have a big yards per carry average, but they kept running the rock. Uh, Chris Carson carried the ball 25 times. Wilson carried it six times for 53 yards. Finally got back to using his legs in that game. Tyler Lockett unfortunately got hurt in that game. Uh, but DK Metcalf and Jacob Hollister, Jacob Hollister out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, in two straight games came up big. Uh, another big touchdown in this game. Uh, but I, 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 that was probably one of the most fun football experiences I think I've had all year. year. I, I think that's this best, year at least the best game this year so far that I've seen. I mean, Sonia was beside herself. Didn't think there was any way they were going to come back and win that game. I mean, Garoppolo pretty pedestrian. Very similar line to Russell Wilson, twenty four forty six. Definitely a lower percentage there. Two hundred forty eight yards. Count it. One touchdown and don't count it. One interception in that game. Uh, it's an interesting, interesting uh, dynamic, I think, out there in the NFC West. Uh, there is a chance that the Seahawks could come back and actually win that division. It's possible. I mean, you know, the Niners take on the Packers uh, this week, and they have a, they have a pretty tough schedule moving forward. Um, and, you know, we'll obviously cover the, some of that in, in our Week 12 picks. Uh, but, you know, they have the Saints uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks also. So Packers, uh, Saints, they got the Ravens coming up. So, I mean, the Niners have some really difficult games uh, coming up. So, I mean, you know, they have one loss right now. Seahawks have two. I mean, that 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 game i mean it was, it was a huge division game for both teams and um the seahawks they have a chance i think they have a chance <laughs> i agree next up we have the steelers at the oh, browns man, ben. pathetic uh, we talked about that a little bit uh but the steelers just absolutely other than the end of that game that was the only exciting portion <laughs> of that game for football much, fans steelers fans much. or even browns fans for that matter uh mason rudolph again i think he had a five Point zero, give or take mm, yards per attempt. Good. Average, did not look good. Two hundred twenty-one yards, one touchdown. Count it, and definitely subtract it. Four, four. Count them. Huge interceptions in that game. Uh, they were missing James Conner in that game. I mean, he ran mm. the ball five times, but he still, you know, he's still somewhat injured. Uh, Samuels, Rudolph, Edmonds. Uh, Tony Brooks James, a running back also, off he, the off the school bus at the corner. Yeah, Schuster went out of the game early, and Schuster got uh, hurt we, in the I, game I, as well. They have a concussion. I can't remember now with injury. Yeah, so I mean, he, he went out early in that game, um, but it, it was it was it was a boring game. I you know I, you know I was, I was obviously I was rooting for the Steelers, Ben, but they, it was an ugly game. It all was actually an ugly game all around. Yeah, I mean Cleveland didn't even play that well either. Um, you know, for the for them to put up twenty one points is impressive. Uh, it was an ugly showing. Um, and like you said, the end of the game was probably the most exciting uh, part of the game. Yeah, I mean, Mayfield, I mean, 17 to 32, again, terrible average, 193 yards. Count them, two touchdowns in the game. Uh, they gave the ball to Chubb quite a bit, 27 carries for 92 yards. Uh, Steelers' run defense held up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, pass defense held up pretty well, but the offense just could not get out of its own way in that game. The Steelers' offense is about as bad as it comes uh, across the league. I don't know that there's a worse team out there on offense uh, than the Steelers right now. And I think that I agreed with uh, what I think Franny mentioned it earlier, that the Steelers have got, 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 got to figure out a way uh, to get Hodges in the game because Rudolph is just, he's not the guy for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up, Jets 
Uh, exciting games this week. <laughs> Jets at the Redskins. Jets 34, Redskins 17. Friday. Anything to add about the, no, the no, Jets no. and the Redskins? No, no thoughts. No. Yeah, I think I mean, uh, in, the, in the interest of brevity, we'll, we'll skip over yeah. that game. They don't really pay too much attention to that. But I mean, next, I didn't pay attention to a lot of games, and I'm especially not going to pay attention to that one. But next up, we have the return of Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars put up a huge 13 points against the Indianapolis Colts, who put up 33 points. <laughs> The Colts beat Foles and the Jags. I mean, this was a, another fairly boring game, but Foles, 33 of 47 for 296 yards. Count them, two touchdowns, and don't count it. One interception in that game. Not a particularly good back return or return to the field for Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Uh, what say you about uh, Nick Foles and the Colts, or losing to the Colts? Uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously I wish him well. As, as a Philadelphia Eagle fan, I wish him all the best i mean it's his first game back from injury um he hasn't touched the football in you know 10 weeks or, or somewhere around there um so i mean it was it was pretty those are pretty decent numbers for you know first time back uh you know after such a, a, a you know a clavicle another clavicle injury for him um but you know that's it's it's one of those games that you know i didn't really pay too much attention to unfortunately you know, because this week, the way this week has gone. So, you know, I don't have much to add uh, to that. I mean, the AFC South, um, still, it's it's a hot mess. No, you know, who knows who's going to come out of that division. But, uh, you know, I, I don't have too much to add because of, you know, the way the week has been. Yes. Thank you, football outsiders. Steelers currently ranked 28th of 32 teams in overall team offense efficiency. There are only four teams worse than the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger must be tossing and turning <laughs> at night. Uh, next up, Bills at Dolphins. The Bills finally put up a ton of points against an opponent and blow someone out. It's about time that our adopted team, the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, uh, puts a spanking on somebody. It had to be the Dolphins. Uh, Josh Allen, 21 of 33, 256 yards, and count them, three touchdowns in that game. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the bloom is off the rose. 32 of 45 for 323 yards and zero touchdowns, and don't count it, zero interceptions in that game. Uh, interesting enough, uh, they couldn't get anything going on the, you know, the running game for the Dolphins. Uh, the Bills... You know, they went back to Devin Singletary, finally, uh, five-yard average, 15 carries for 75 yards in the game. John Brown, a very average receiver, puts up two TDs in that game. What say you, Franny, he's about... Av- he's he's, he's he okay. might be average, but he's, okay. he's their best one. Yeah, he's their best receiver. <laughs> Which is not saying he's much, their best I receiver. guess. But, I mean, it, to be a good receiver and having, you know, uh, uh, Josh Allen throwing you the ball... Is it Josh... Josh Allen's right. Josh, Josh Allen. Josh right, Allen. Yeah. Okay, I'm okay. Kyle Allen. Josh Allen. Daniel Jones. There's three Allen. They, they, in the yeah, they, they, all, they all sound the same. But uh, you know, to have him throwing you the ball and, and to have those types of numbers, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, it's a it's nice to see the bill. I mean, the Bills can score points. I mean, I was afraid that the well, they Bills. Can, I think anybody can against the Dolphins. Yes, that's true. But I mean, is this, as the Steelers' likelihood of coming out of the AFC fades into the rearview mirror. I mean, our adopted team, the Bills, I'm hoping that they can continue to keep it going on After offense. Cleveland game, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, losing to Cleveland, and, and they lost the week. Or they won the week before, but they, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have Shit a little bit of a, a tough a tough row to hoe going forward. <laughs> uh, next up. You're a hoe. Uh, you're a hoe. <laughs> uh, Cowboys at Lions. Franny, the Cowboys eke out a I, victory by eight points against the Lions. What say you? Uh I'm not happy about it. 
I mean, obviously, I'm not happy about it being an Eagles fan, um, but I, you know, I, I kind of expected them to win this game. I think, you know, in, in our week 11 picks, I chose against them, but I'll almost always choose against the Cowboys. Um, you know, the Lions had an early lead in that game. I, you know, I didn't think they would hold on to it um, without Matthew Stafford uh, in that game. But it's also one of those games that I just, you know, I, I couldn't, you know, couldn't really focus on uh, this week. Yeah, I mean, it was an ugly game. Uh, there were a lot of points, not particularly, I mean, but, but your, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Gallup, Michael Gallup playing like a all-star Pro Bowl receiver. Nine receptions for yeah. 148 yards. He's been balling. Dak Prescott, 29 of 46 for 444 yeah. yards. And count them, yeah. three I mean, Amari Cooper and Gallup. I mean, in that game. Looking good. You know, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. I'm not, I don't think we have any shots on the table. <laughs> I don't think we have the... Uh, I the Jim Beam it. Fire on the table. Should I grab that? Yeah, let's grab the Jim Beam Fire. All right, all right. Um, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll be right, we we'll be back. right back, folks, and we'll explain to you why it is we're doing that. All right, Ben, and uh, so we have the shots on the table. I have a shot for you. You haven't said anything negative yet, but per our agreement weeks and weeks and months ago, uh, we agreed that if I say anything negative about the Cowboys or any other team in my division, I take a shot. If you say anything negative about any team in your division, which is the AFC North. North. If you say anything negative about any of those teams or... Antonio Brown, which you had a lot of negative things to say yeah, earlier last, in the season. The last episode. Yeah, and, and, even the last episode. Yeah, and even the last episode. But there's always negative things to say about him. So, you know what? I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it against you anymore <laughs> yeah, exactly. if you say anything negative but about the Bengals. Him. The Bengals are coming up. The, <laughs> so I'll take a shot now uh, because we're talking about the Cowboys. They beat the Lions. I was hoping that the Lions could possibly win that game. They didn't. And the fucking Cowboys won. And uh, you know now that they're uh, two games ahead of the Eagles. The Eagles still have an outside chance of making the playoffs. But um, fucking Cowboys. I mean Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. I'll give him credit. He played like have, a beast. He's, he's, I have given him credit in the past. I have. I mean, he, he deserves a new contract. Jerry Jones is going to regret not giving it to him earlier. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, he he, he started the season very well. Then, you know, they, they, they kind of lost a few games there. He wasn't playing that well. But, man, he's really picked up his play, and especially this past game with 400-some yards, um, you know, with Amari Cooper and Gallup. And he is looking like, uh, you know, they're talking about possibly an MVP. I don't yeah. believe he's MVP caliber just yet. I think, uh, you know, Russell Wilson is having an amazing season season and uh, Lamar Jackson is he's just off the charts I mean the guy has been amazing the entire season but you know Dak Prescott is definitely in the running but still fuck the Cowboys and I'm gonna take a shot all right here we go because then every single week that they win I will say the same exact thing they're only six and four though cheers to you Ben and you said the Bengals are coming up so yeah they're coming up cheers here we go down that shot of Jack fire and do you Jim know, Beam. Jim or Jim Beam, Beam Fire, I apologize. <laughs> and do you know who ranks number one of all 32 NFL teams in offensive efficiency all around, offensive DVOA? Do you know who that is? Who is it, Ben? It's the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they've been reigning up there with Kansas City and Baltimore for a number well, Kansas, of weeks now. Yeah, Kansas City, is, is, they've dropped off. They've, they've dropped off a bit. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, the Cowboys go on. They beat the Lions. I mean, the hapless Lions. And they play the Patriots. So we're going to talk about that in the Week 12 pick. So hopefully the Patriots, um, you know, their offense plays a little bit better than did this past weekend yeah. against the Eagles. And Although the defense gave up a bunch of points to Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. So that's yeah, a good that's sign. That's true. That's, that's true. a good sign. And uh, rushing leader Bo Scarborough. 
uh, <laughs> who does a show on MSNBC in the morning. Does he really? No. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> that's pretty impressive for a guy that never plays football. Uh, it's uh, morning It's morning bow. <laughs> they talk all things Lions football. Uh, next up, we have a shocker of a game. The Texans go yeah. down to the Ravens 41 yeah. to nothing. Deshaun Watson with only 169 yards on 29 mm-hmm. attempts and one interception. No touchdowns in the game. It was an ugly, ugly game. A.J. McCarron had to come in for a play after not, uh, Watson got knocked down, but the Ravens just run up the score on the Texans. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, I, I expected the Ravens. I think we all picked the Ravens to win this game. But not game, like this. But not like this. Yeah, definitely like this. I think uh, Lamar Jackson, what, four touchdowns? I'm sure you're going to yes, bring up the 17 stats. 17 to 24 for 222 yards yeah. and four. Count them, four touchdowns in the game and he added another 79 yards on the ground on mm-hmm. 10 carries that's mvp type stuff right yeah. there and, and some of his runs out of the pocket i mean linebackers whoop. can't touch this guy yeah, yeah, exactly. it just makes me want to say whoop exactly every time i see him leave the pocket exactly i mean, I mean he just finds a little like sliver of space and he just cuts in and I mean, he, he's like He's a running back quarterback. I mean, he, he he's yeah. both positions. I mean, he, he's this guy, what he's done this season is amazing. And I just keep expecting, you know, and, and, one of those games for him to turn his back at the wrong time and just get knocked out. But nope. But nope. Uh, <laughs> he's got happen. he's got eyes on the back of his head and and you know, he, he went last uh last pick of the first round. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the you GM know, didn't necessarily even want him. Expected this. It looks like a genius now, but he yeah. didn't want yeah. Lamar Jackson at yeah. the time. But God, Lamar Jackson has been—he's so much fun to watch out on the football field. And Ben, he's in your division. I mean, you're gonna have—it's hard Lamar to say anything bad Jackson. about him. It's really difficult <laughs> it's to say hard. anything I bad can... about him. You know, I mean, just like Dak Prescott in my division. I, I, as much as I hate the Cowboys, I, I I respect the fact that a fourth rounder is playing at that level, and this is a first rounder, you know, playing at that level. It's sort of expected from somebody uh, picked in the first round. But he's playing above expectation, yeah, well this, above and, expectation. And, and this is the guy who was getting booed in the playoffs yeah. last year. Yeah, and they wanted Joe Flacco back, in, and even I wanted Joe Black. Joe I'm Flacco sure you want him back now, back in the game. But you see how incompetent Joe Flacco looked in Denver. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's shocking. Tim the Tebow comeback had this better. Guy. Yeah, Tim Tebow beat yeah. the Steelers in better, the playoffs. Better uh, uh, career, sort of. As in Denver, in Denver, yeah, he won a playoff game. Yeah, he did. Uh, but yeah, this is we just remember amazing. who they beat. I mean, even, I do remember <laughs> who they beat. Fuck you, Dick LeBeau. <laughs> Fuck you. And if Ben says anything a- negative about Dick LeBeau, <laughs> you take a I shot. I mean, how do you not have any coverage over the top? Sorry, <laughs> but Robert Griffin III, he actually came in for two plays. They're starting to mix him in yeah. a little bit into yeah. the That's offense. That's like the whole Saints well. thing with with Hill and 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 when Bridgewater was in there, or even now with Breeze. I mean, you know, if you can mix him in. But uh, shit, man, Lamar, Lamar Jackson is still more dangerous than yeah. than, than Robert. I mean, Griffin. he can't do it forever, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you know, Russell Wilson did it for a number of years before he really felt comfortable as a pocket passer, as a passing quarterback. So watch Take out, league. And, watch out, AFC yeah. North. Yeah. For and Lamar. Jackson. Do you want to say anything negative? Because the shots on the table. I know we're going to talk about the Bengals. There's not much to say about them because they suck. But if you want to say anything negative about the Ravens, now it's a team in your division, Ben. I cannot. You, it, <laughs> but there are other teams coming up. I will definitely say something nasty about the Bengals because they're just. I mean, Marvin Lewis is Marvin Lewis is out there, and people are trying to hire him. That's how bad the Bengals are. The people want Marvin Lewis now. Uh, but the Texans. I mean, geez, that. Yeah. Yikes. That was that was a shocking Their on result, again, definitely. off again relationship with consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh next up, 
Frane, near and dear to Frane's heart here. The Falcons. <laughs> the know. Falcons increased to Every three single week, and near seven. Every single week, near and dear to my heart. 29-3 over the Carolina Panthers. Matt, Matty Ice, Ryan, 21-31 for 311 yards. Count it. One touchdown in the game. Uh, not much on the ground for the lowly, lowly uh, Falcons. Uh, but Calvin Ridley added 143 yards and a one huge touchdown in the game. Uh, I don't know what happened here with the Panthers. I don't know. Kyle Allen, 325 yards on 50 attempts. Four, count them, four interceptions in that game. Even Christian McCaffrey was held to 70 yards on the ground and 120 yard, 121 yards passing. The man will not be denied. <laughs> uh, but what do you say about the Falcons? It's the you know, somehow year. making I mean, a second, little bit of a comeback week, here. Yeah, second week in a row now. I mean, they beat the Saints last week. This week, they beat the Panthers. Both teams in their own division. Where Pretty come? impressive. I, I, I feel less bad now about losing to them. You know, the Eagles lost them earlier in the season. And, uh, you know, but it's, 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 been, it's been a pretty impressive comeback. They're not going to go anywhere this season. But uh, these last two games, I mean, it gives their fans yeah. a little bit of hope moving forward that, you know what, maybe we're not that bad. And Dan Quinn... <laughs> he's still going to get fired, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if they, they got to win a bunch can, of games for him not could, to get fired. But if they can continue winning like this, maybe they'll turn around next season. But I mean, you know? that's a, a big rivalry. Uh, they beat the Saints twenty-six to nine the game mm-hmm. before that, and mm-hmm. they come and they beat the fa- and they beat the Panthers twenty-nine to three on back-to-back weeks. That's a huge deal yeah. uh, to beat yeah. two division rivals. They take that very, very seriously down in the dirty, dirty QB controversy. <laughs> next with up, the Panthers, the Saints. Bounce back, thirty-four to seventeen over the hapless Buccaneers. Drew Brees dinking and dunking down the field. The arm strength is gone for Drew Brees. Twenty-eight to thirty-five for two hundred twenty-eight yards, and count them: three huge touchdowns in that game and no interceptions. Kamara back to pounding it with Kamara. Thirteen catches or thirteen carries for seventy-five yards. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, again, Jameis Winston just mm. cannot get out of his way. I think he leads the league in interceptions and mm. turnovers by any quarterback across the NFC and AFC. 30 of 51 for 313 yards, two touchdowns, and another four-interception <laughs> game for Jameis Winston. One terrible, terrible interception at the end of that game. What say you about Drew Brees and the Saints bouncing back and beating the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, it, it was a game that I, I also wasn't able to focus on. Um, I mean, it was, it was a shocking Did result. Did anyone watch it? It was a shocking result, uh, you know, last week, obviously, against the Falcons. Um, and uh, the, the Buccaneers, I mean, the Bucks are... Not terrible. They're, they're, they're better than the record might suggest. Yeah, and, and, they're well-coached, for with, sure. With Jameis Winston, if he, if he could, you know, keep his interceptions down a bit, you know, I mean, he has a some, bit, a bit. <laughs> a bit. Maybe if he could keep it to two interceptions a game, a you know, he's had a couple, I mean, last week, I don't think he had any interceptions, but he had four this week. He had, I think four, two weeks before, um, if, if he could, if he could, uh, you know, keep the balls, keep the balls, keep the ball, you know, in the hands of, of, of his receivers. I mean, he has great receivers. God damn it. I mean, he has, he has, he has a receiver that's uncoverable. He has Mike Evans and, and, Godwin, yeah, and and Evans, I don't think anybody can cover that guy. I mean, even OJ Howard is a good tight end. Yeah. he's been he's been terrible this year because he can't get it to OJ Howard. Yeah, Oops. I mean, he was. Oops. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't understand it, but I'm, he, he's he's better than Mariota still. I mean, they came into the league at the same time, and I thought Mariota would have a better career than Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston obviously is performing a little bit 
better. But if he continues to throw, you know, two, three, four interceptions, you might have to look for a new QB. On the season, 19 touchdowns and 18 interceptions on the season. You know, you're just not going to win a lot of games Mm, that way. mm. Uh, Next up. Ugh, 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 ugh. Next up, Broncos at Frane's Vikings. The Broncos put up 23 points, but it's not enough to overcome Kirk Cousins and his amazing comeback, his four-touchdown mm. comeback to beat the Denver Broncos. He or Actually, three touchdowns, but he finally, Kirk Cousins finally leads a comeback against a team, scoring 20 points in the fourth quarter, just enough to beat the Denver Broncos. What say you about Kirk Cousins finally doing something important Leading a comeback. Well, Ben, I've been saying it all season. <laughs> you know, I, I, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than you think. He's definitely he not on my list. Um, but you know, it, it was it was a pretty impressive comeback. You know, obviously a game that I, I wasn't able to watch, but I know that they did come back from it was twenty nothing. Yep, twenty to zero at the half. They came back to win that game. Uh, so that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins twenty nine to thirty five for three hundred nineteen yards and three count them three huge touchdowns late in that game. Finally, putting Dalvin Cook to work, getting Dalvin Cook another touchdown. Dalvin Cook is a pretty amazing mm. dude to watch play. Not a lot of carries because they were playing from behind in that game. But Diggs, again, puts up a huge game, 121 yards and a touchdown. Kyle Rudolph, 67 yards and a touchdown. I agree. I mean, Kirk Cousins, I did not expect him to be able to overcome that deficit against the huge Brandon Allen-led, another Allen quarterback out there in the league, Uh, Denver Broncos, who put up 240 yards and a touchdown and an interception in that game. But I agree with Franny. Kirk Cousins has impressed me more this year than in any year previously because he's facing some adversity and he's overcoming it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next up, Cardinals. Oh my goodness, the Cardinals and the 49ers. The Cardinals dropped to 3-7-1 and one against the San Francisco 49ers who are 9-1. and one. Uh, The Cardinals kept this game close until mm-hmm. the end, uh, which was pretty shocking uh, considering that I expected the Niners to bounce back in a big way after losing to the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo put up 19 points in the fourth quarter to come back and beat the Arizona Cardinals. What do you think about that game? Uh, it was it was much closer than I expected. Uh, you know, it, and even the 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 ten point swing. I mean, it's, it, the final score is thirty six twenty six. But if if you look at it, it was basically a three point game. I, you know, I think uh, Kyler Murray threw an interception or it was a fumble at the end of the game. They ran it in for a touchdown. So it was it was it was much closer than the final score actually suggests. And and like you said, I, I'm I'm shocked. I expected yeah. the Niners to just completely blow, blow them, out, them out, especially after that loss to the Seahawks. Um, so with the, with these tough games coming up for the Niners, you know they're they're they have one loss on the season, but uh, I'm not sure. There's still some questions. Can they can they win this? Can they win the division? Will they, will they have home field advantage once the playoffs? Yeah, they got Green Bay, Baltimore, New Orleans, yeah. Atlanta, L.A., and Seattle. I think you said mm-hmm. that earlier in the, yeah. in the evening. I mean, they've got a tough, they have a tough schedule, tough, tough road, road coming up. And and I, this is the you know I'm going to start calling Kyler Murray the Mendoza, the Mendoza <laughs> line. You know, I think he plays well. I am impressed by what I see. But week after week after week, and we do this podcast, this is the line that I read: mm-hmm. 24 of 33 for 150 yards, two count them, two touchdowns in the game. And that is very, very similar to a lot of the lines that we've read out uh, across the year. And you just can't be a top-tier quarterback 
not putting but it, up. It's his rookie year. It's his rookie. It year. is. It is. I, but I they think... talk about him like you know every game is so impressive. This yeah. is not. I mean, but yeah. the numbers are what the numbers are. Mm-hmm. Um, again. Kenyon Drake puts up a pretty good game with 67 yards, and Larry Fitzgerald, the ageless wonder, the non-Philip Rivers as, re- as at <laughs> receiver, puts up a big touchdown in the game. Uh, yeah, so I, I I agree. I mean, I think that the the Arizona Cardinals have a future, but uh, it's going to take a little while to iron out the kinks. Next up, we have the New England <laughs> Patriots versus. The Philadelphia Eagles, seventeen yeah. to ten, pushing the Pats to nine and one, and the Eagles dropping to five and five. A good or a, well, a full game behind the Dallas Cowboys now. Mm-hmm. What say you about Tom Brady's two hundred and sixteen yard I mean, performance? It was, it was a pretty pedestrian game for uh, for him. Um, he hasn't had a lot of great games this season in general, but um, you know the Eagles' defense played well. I think they game. did as well. But the offense has been letting them down. Carson wants to have an impressive game. He hasn't had too many impressive games this year. Um, but he played you know, they, pretty they, well give, without Jeffrey in the game. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey out in this game. He was stuck with Ertz, Aguilar, and Goddard. Well, well, you can't be stuck with Ertz. Ertz is, <laughs> Ertz is pretty solid. I mean, well, Ertz, that's true, Ertz, but I mean, he didn't Ertz have a, a go-to uh, receiver. Agu- yeah. Aguilar is not going to make those contested catches, those highlight reel catches. So he didn't have – I mean, Jeffrey's that guy. Yeah, well – he hasn't really been this year. I think he has like, man. I don't you should remember. take a shot every time you say something negative yeah. about your own team. I'd be fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> be, would be high, I'd be out getting an Uber driver to come and finish yeah. up the podcast. Yeah, seriously, seriously. I haven't, I haven't said a lot of positive things about the Eagles this year because there's not a lot of positive things to say. Uh, you know, even even uh, tomorrow with the Seahawks coming up without you know. Aguilar and, and, and Alshon Jeffrey, they'll be out for the game. I'm not really worried about it because they haven't really made a big impact in any one of the games that they've been in. So them being out of the game, I don't really care. I mean, you, you know, they picked up Ward or whatever. Who, yeah, whoever you put out there is better than what we already have on the field. I, just, I mean, the Eagles jumped out to an early lead in this game. They probably should have won this game. But, uh, you know, the, the offense has been sputtering all year. You know, the play calling... I don't know what the fuck is going on, seriously. And I should probably take a shot for this. You know, I, I I don't have anything positive to say about the Eagles. I'm very disappointed, like a lot of fans out there. Yeah, I mean, both teams in the division, right? Or both teams from Pennsylvania, the Steelers and the Eagles, both sitting at five and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, you know, I expect that. I think you know, folks that listen to this podcast on a regular basis will know that I picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl this year because they just the roster just looked like it was. You know, just aces top to yeah. bottom, and with Wentz coming back full and healthy on the season, I just really expected a better effort from this team. They've had a lot of injuries again on defense. Now they've got injuries on the offensive line, defensive line. They lost some players uh, throughout the year. Howard is down. Um, Sproles is down. Yeah, so Sproles they've got done, Ma- they've got for the yeah, Miles Sanders. Essentially, who's, is your go-to back yeah. other than you, you know? I think you pick someone else. Was, yeah, Ajayi is back. Back in the house, but you know, he, 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 there's there's a reason other teams didn't pick him up, and and yeah, but it, it was it was it was a pretty disappointing game, all around. I mean, it was something I also I wasn't able to watch that game, not able to focus on that game, but I just I, I kind of know what happened. I know the numbers, the stats, and everything. Yeah. But um, it, it, it's just been a disappointing year for um, the Eagles because you know the the fans expected so much of this team, and they're just not playing up to expectations. And they have the talent, they have the skill there. 
Um, but you know, it, it, it it's it's all on 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 Doug Peterson and and getting the guys prepared. You know, week after week, it just hasn't been there. Um, and it's you know, yeah. I mean, it, Jim Schwartz did his job. I mean, he held the Patriots. Yeah, to 17 no. I mean, points. now that you know the secondary is starting to get healthier, I think we've kind of saw that the last few weeks. Um, but you know, the offense is is just continues to to let them down. They they either they either can't score enough points to keep up with the other team, but when they keep the team down, you know, to you know, seventeen points, they can't score enough points even if it's seventeen. I mean, you know, yeah. before earlier in the year they were scoring within the twenties, you know, a couple of games there where they were scoring thirties. You know, this this week they were kept to ten points and you know they scored those in the first half and they just couldn't really score after that. Yeah, I mean and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, oh, I, I mean, mean I, when I was watching the fourth quarter of that game, I think that game was on where we were. Yeah, it's it's and, uh, uh, it was I, I thought I thought they would potentially I mean, I, come back in that fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, and, even when I was when I was looking at my phone, I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's it's 10 nothing. I expected them to lose. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't really have that yeah. much hope, just the way the season has gone. And that's too bad. Next up, Bengals, the most pathetic team in the league by far. The, the Cincinnati Bengals, who somehow got worse after firing Marvin <laughs> Lewis. Is it possible? They have, it is. They have... <laughs> They had to bench their starting quarterback earlier in the year on his birthday, no less. Ryan Finley in the game with a big 115 yards and no touchdowns and big interception in that game. The Raiders gave them a chance. They gave them a chance only scoring 17 points, the 6-4 and four Raiders. But the Bengals are as pathetic a team as, they, as you've ever seen in the NFL. They make the Miami Dolphins look competent. Even the Miami Dolphins have a win. The Bengals are pathetic. They need to do something about Zach Taylor. They need to bring another head coach in there. Joe Mixon finally has a good game where he scores a touchdown with 86 yards on 15 carries, but the Bengals are as pathetic as they come, and I will do a shot. Well, I mean, you, you haven't really said anything negative. Pathetic? You're, I mean, you're speaking the truth. I mean, that, that is the truth. That is who the Bengals are. That's what we expect them to be. We just didn't expect them to be worse than the Dolphins, actually, but they're they're even they worse than Dolphins. Zero and ten yeah. after this game, so I yep. yeah I will do a shot. Just take a shot, but I'm you should have taken a shot and said something negative about the the Ravens. They're too good. Yeah. I can't. Well, I mean, but it's worth it. It's worth it. That's true. That's true. But the Ra- I mean, I have. I mean, if they were coached by someone else, I think that the Dallas Cowboys being coached by by. Um, Garrett, what's his first name again? I always forget his first name. Uh, Jason. Jason Garrett. Uh, I mean, I think they make a nice, easy target. Yeah, yeah. the clapper. (laughs) I mean, they make a nice, easy target, but Harbaugh is so good at what he does, and and Lamar Jackson has been so good at what he does, and that that team, it's just, it's, it's. I respect what they do so much. Mm -hmm. I hate them for it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But I respect them so much for what they're able to do. I mean, if they had. Jerry Jones as an owner and Jason Garrett <laughs> as a head coach, I would definitely say something obnoxious about them. But it's hard to 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 say anything negative about the way that they the chance they took on Lamar Jackson and the way they've revamped their entire offense mm-hmm. around him. You know, because it was a big chance. If he gets hurt, what are they gonna do? So I will take a shot because uh, the Browns fucking suck and <laughs> the Bengals fucking suck. Well, cheers to you, Ben. <laughs> there it goes. Mm. Down the hatch. Very, very, very good shot there. Uh, yeah, so the Raiders actually somehow pull to six and four after beating the Cincinnati Bengals seventeen to ten. The Raiders out of nowhere. People thought that they would score or win three or four games the entire season. Ben at this table has a bet on them to win this division. So please, you Andy Reid, you do, get ben. your clock management back back to where we expected to be really and lose close. three more games. Really close. I mean, Kansas City is in first place right now, obviously. Uh, everybody expected that, but nobody expected the Raiders 
to be six and five. Exactly. Derek Carr, 25 of 29 for 292 yards and one touchdown, one interception, but his offense and his defense pick him up in that game. The Raiders climb back to six and four. Or six uh, and four. I said six and five. Six and four? Six, six and four. four. All right. All right. I believe you. You're looking at the computer, so you must be right. <laughs> that is true. Next up, a team that is from Sonya's division. The Chicago Bears, as hapless as they are, they still lose to the equally hapless Los Angeles Rams to uh, a 17-7. to uh, Mitch Trubisky with a pedestrian 24 for 43 of 190 yards. One ca- Count it. One touchdown. Sorry, Sonia is actually standing out here right now, so I'm a little <laughs> thrown off my game. Uh, one interception. He was benched in the fourth quarter for no good uh, reason. They there's claimed, a good reason, because he sucks. They claim there was an injury. I do not believe there was, in fact, an injury, but they bring in Chase Daniel. His ego was broken. His ego was definitely, definitely hurt. Nobody rushed you know, well in that game. Cohen with, uh, Tariq Cohen with uh, 39 yards, Montgomery with 31 yards, and Mitch Trubisky somehow mustered four yards on the ground, clearly running away from someone on that play. Uh, Jared Goff, the $140 million man with 173 yards, zero subtract, zero touchdowns in that game, and don't count it. One interception in that game. Todd Gurley, finally, finally you see Todd Gurley with a comeback. 25 carries for yeah. 97 yards and a touchdown. Malcolm Brown with a touchdown, but somehow... Yeah, Todd the- Gurley, though, that's that's the one positive in that game for the Rams. Todd Gurley actually looked like the old Todd Gurley, and Trubisky looked like the current Trubisky in that yeah, game. the current Trubisky, <laughs> I mean, as he, opposed to the past Yeah, but I, I expected the Rams to completely blow them out. It was, it was a home... Game. I they did play in L.A. Right. I mean, they did play in L.A. I'm sure yeah, they it was, it was in, in front of a lot of disappointed Chicago fans. Um, but uh, you know, it, it was only 17-7. I expected a much larger scoreline for the Rams. I did too, especially with the way the Bears have been basically pathetic this year. Yeah, because I mean, Cooper Cup again. I mean, after those huge games earlier in the year, was not able to put together mm-hmm. a big game against that Bears defense, which has been fairly pedestrian after the first few games of the year. But Sonya in her division. The Rams rise to six and four, still a two full games behind mm-hmm. the Seahawks in that division. Uh, but no one, I don't think, out there expected the Rams to be uh, struggling the way that they are. Uh, but the but the Bears at four and six, stick a fork in them, they are done mm-hmm. for the season. Uh, Franny, anything else to add about the Rams? No. All right. Next up, Chiefs at Chargers. Yep, we talked Another about that. Pathetic. Pathetic experience uh, for Charger fans watching Philip Rivers in throw, Mexico, chuck the ball Mexico all over City, the place. I believe, right? It was played in, in Mexico, Mexico City. City. A full 3,000 feet above Mile High Stadium, <laughs> playing at the top of a mountain in Mexico. The turf was terrible. The fans were outrageous and no, excited was, for the was, game. It was a packed stadium. It was. I mean, that is a huge, yeah. huge stadium in Mexico City. They there. were very excited to watch this particular game. I don't know why, uh, um, because the Chargers were there. Yeah. So typically you would expect no fans to show up. Uh, but yeah, the Chiefs win 24-17. to 17. Patrick Mahomes, another pedestrian appearance, 19-32 for 182 yards. Count it! One touchdown and don't count it. One interception. Phillip Rivers puts up 17 points in that game. And throws another dagger interception that we talked to. Four interceptions in that game. Uh, Philip Rivers, as we talked to, have talked about the earlier part of this podcast, is finished. Franny, what say you about the Chiefs rising yeah. to seven and four, and the Chargers dropping to four and seven, ending their season? 
Oh, we, we did talk about it a little bit earlier, you know, with that interception at the end of the game um, that could have tied the game. Um, but, you know, it, it was a game that I was eh, sort of paying attention to, you know. <laughs> not much. I mean, I expected Kansas City to uh, to jump out to a big lead and just win the game and just blow them out. Um, you know, the Chargers have been playing better recently. Um, but, I mean, it, it was an expected result. I expected the Kansas City Chiefs to just win this game, you know, sort of, um, yeah, run away with that division now. I mean, they're 7-4. The Raiders are in second place right now, I believe. It was yep, 6-4. Six 6-4. And four. Six and four. Um so I'm not I'm not shocked by the result. I agree. Last game on the slate, the Texans somehow make a comeback with their on again, off again relationship with consistency, beating the Colts twenty to seventeen, playing at home. Jacoby Brissett sixteen to twenty five for one hundred twenty nine yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, <laughs> and finally Deshaun Watson puts together a decent game, nineteen to thirty, ending his MVP candidacy. Candidacy. 298 yards, two touchdowns. Count them. Count them. And one big interception in that game. Carlos Hyde at 67 yards on the ground. And, of course, DeAndre Hopkins is unstoppable again. Six catches for 94 yards and two huge touchdowns in the game. But the Colts lose a division game, falling to 6-5, and five, while the Texans rise to 7-4 and four mm-hmm. with a stranglehold on that division as we yeah. speak. Stranglehold at the moment. At the moment. But it changes week by week. Yes, but definitely. I mean, I, I like Brissett, but Franny would I, say... I do, you. I do definitely like Brissett. Um, the Colts ran the ball well in this game. Um, but Deshaun Watson, I mean, Deshaun Watson played, made some big plays in this game, and, and uh, you know, it was, it was it was played in Indianapolis, right? It was it was actually was it in Indianapolis? No, in, in was, Texas. It was, it was oh, uh, okay. Texas, yeah. All right. So I was going to say it was an impressive win in Indianapolis, but maybe not so much. But it's still an impressive win. Um, but you know, in that division, I mean, it seems like it changes week to week. I mean, yeah. You know, the Titans, the Colts, uh, the Texans. I mean, they, they just you know, it seems like a jumbled mess at the top of that division all the time. And there's still a chance. I mean, there's still enough time left in the season for another team to possibly win it. That's true, but Mac in the prior game broke his hand, did not play in this game, and may not play in the next game. That's a big, big problem for the Colts, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it's in, that, that's the most I think the most fun division in it terms is, of well, I mean, competitiveness. I, I, I would say the NFC West. I mean, just just the Seahawks and the Niners at the top of that division and watching With the Rams that race, climbing. I don't think the Rams are going to do anything. But uh, they're they, trying they, to climb. They they they. they, they possibly could make the playoffs but just watching that race between the Seahawks and the Niners we're very interested in that that's near and dear to our heart that is true I mean the Rams are are like an 80s movie where you climb up the trellis at the outside of the house and the kids he's just trying to get in the window to see his girlfriend and he gets right to the window and the trellis detaches from the house and he falls backwards (laughs) into the yard that's the Rams. Where do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> I don't know. It just pops into my head. Uh, all right, you funny, watched that's... a lot of movies in the eighties. <laughs> I did, I did. Uh, so that's where, the last. Where, was that you a long was... time ago? Uh, I, I tried to date women that had one-story houses just so I could get in a little bit e- more easily. Uh, but that's it for a week. 11. Funny, what's next up on the big board? And next up on the big board, Ben, is our shout out. Our shout outs to our fellow podcasters Yes, out there. yes, yes. We have a shout-out. In honor of something that we discussed earlier in the show, we have a shout-out to a Los Angeles, or Los Angeles and Oakland, now Raiders and now Vegas Raiders podcast. This is a shout-out to the Pillaging 
podcast. This is a Raiders podcast, Oakland Raiders podcast for Raider fans, by Raider fans. These guys are awesome. They cover the Raiders like no one else. Regular shows, on-site tailgating where fans can go up and beat on the podcast. They have a production team that is outstanding, uh, and you won't find a better podcast if you are, in fact, a Raiders fan. I listen to this podcast. Personally, the team is amazing. Uh, you can find them on Apple Podcasts. Look for a link in the show notes. You can find them on Twitter at Pillaging Pod. They've been on Monday Night Football. Folks with hats from Pillaging Pod have been on Monday Night Football and other games. This is as good a Raiders podcast as you are ever going to find. These guys believe in the Raiders. They love the Raiders, and the Raiders are leaving them. It's too bad. Mm. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our Week 12 Picks. All right. Hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our Week 12 Picks. All right, Ben. So our Week 12 Picks. What's the first up on the docket? The first up on the docket is that... Oh, this is an exciting matchup. This is... Ali Frazier rumble in the jungle. Dolphins versus Browns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to go with uh with the Browns. They've impressed me the last couple of weeks. I mean, I didn't expect them to beat the Steelers, Ben. I'm sorry that they did, but uh, you know, I, I do expect them uh to to win this game as well. I mean, the Dolphins, although they have also been a little bit better in the last couple of weeks, um uh, they're just they're still, yeah, still they're, a, they're still a bad football they're team. Terrible. I'm gonna go with the the Browns as well. I mean the Browns are looks like they're pulling things together a little bit down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be a, a long stretch. I don't want them to put my under nine wins for the year <laughs> bet on the line here. But I think the Browns are gonna win that one. Next up, Reds Lions at Redskins. Another barn burner. Uh, I'd say. Um Lions. Lions should probably win this one. Yeah, I'd say uh, Team X against the Redskins. I'm going to go with Team yeah, X. Exactly. Uh, so I'm going to take the Lions in this game, even with uh, even with the backup quarterback in there. Uh, next up, we have Raiders at the Jets. What say you, Frane? You know who I'm going to pick. I'm going to choose the same team, Ben. No, no, you're going to choose the Jets. Don't, don't, gonna, tell, don't gonna... tell me you're going to choose the Jets in this one. You've chosen the Jets all season long. I, I, for some reason, you were high on the Jets to begin the season. I mean, at this point in the season now, you should realize that they're a bad yeah, football right. team. You're right. You're uh, right. The, 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 the Raiders. Come on, Ben. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders in this game as well, putting my Raiders bet to win that division, uh, hopefully continuing to be alive. But yeah, I think the Raiders are going to beat the Jets. The Jets are going to have to do something with Adam Gase, even though they say he's coming back. Uh, next up, in your division, Giants at Bears. Oh man, that, that those are two football teams. Mayweather Pacquiao. Uh, it's yeah, maybe now yeah, yeah, <laughs> at exactly. this point in their career, yeah, probably <laughs> five years from yeah. now. <laughs> um, that's a tough one. I think the Giants will probably win this one. I'm gonna have to go with the Giants in this one. That's an interest, interesting choice. Yeah. I know the Bears are favored in this game. I'm going to go with the Bears in this game uh, just because the Giants cannot seem to get out of their own way on offense. Uh, next up, Panthers at Saints. Another interdivision rivalry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting matchup, but I'm going to go ahead and choose the Saints in this one, Ben. Yeah, it's interesting to see what happened to the Saints. I mean, Saints got crushed and then they bounced back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texans got crushed and they bounced back. 
I am also going to take the Saints in this game. I think the Saints are going to run away with that division. We'll see what happens in the playoffs, but I I, I wouldn't bet against uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees in this division rivalry. Uh, next up, interesting, interesting game. Battle of the Birds. Seattle Seahawks at Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, too bad we can't get Sonya's input. Uh <laughs> I'm sure she, I'm sure I'm sure Sonya would probably choose the Eagles. I, I know she would in this one. No but doubt. I and we can go ahead and choose the Seahawks. I, you know, I, I just don't really see anything positive from the Eagles this year. I mean, I I don't think they're going to make the playoffs the way they've been playing. I don't see any sort of turnaround in the near future. I've been hoping for it the last few weeks. Yeah, last week, but was they tough. have disappointed nonstop this year. Um, and, and, and against the, the Seahawks, they are one of the top teams in the NFC. If the Eagles win this, I'd be very impressed, but I don't think they Well, will. Vegas knows something. They've got the Eagles favored in this game, I yeah, think, by a point and a half. They're wrong. Uh, <laughs> I am going to go with the Seahawks in this game. Yeah, I, I, think I, the I don't, I don't, are win I this do game. not blame you. And as uh, we're, we're making these picks, Ben, I'm, I'm actually looking um, to see which teams I'm going to choose for my parlay. So. Is it going to be a fabulous five or a sexy six parlay? Not 100% sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, another battle of division rivals, the Buccaneers at the Falcons. Franny, what say you? You know what? The Falcons... Interesting choice, They're on right? a tear. They're on yeah, a tear right now. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and choose the Falcons in this one. Uh, and the next game up, what, what, I'm also going to yeah, choose okay. the Falcons. Sorry. <laughs> I'm also going to choose the Falcons. I was looking at the game after the next game uh, because I... I uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, next up, Broncos at Bills at the Buffalo Bills. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. What say you? Wait, who's the Buffalo and who? I'm, okay, I'm still looking at Denver. This. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo. I'm, I'm going with Buffalo in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take Buffalo, and they are on their way to the playoffs. Next up, an exciting matchup. This is Foreman Ali Steelers versus Bengals. Franny, what say you? Steelers. Oh yeah, I, I think you have to go with Steelers. I have to go Come with on. the Steelers, but there's a chance they could. This could be the Bengals' first win of the year. I'm going to go with the Steelers, but I never thought I'd see Steelers Bengals and be like, eh, don't know. At least not this season. Eh, not this season. Yeah. But, uh, next up, Jaguars versus Tennessee Titans. Another division matchup. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I did not um, bet this game. You know, I mean, uh, Foles. Hmm. Foles versus Tannehill. And they're playing in Tennessee? They are playing in Tennessee. I will give Tennessee the edge only because they're at home and because uh, Tannehill has actually played pretty well. He Tannehill has played uh, very well, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uh, but in this game, I think we're looking for a Foles comeback in this game. I'm taking the Jags at 105. Uh, next up, Cowboys at Patriots. Finally, a good game on the docket. Is it really a good game? <laughs> well, the rest of this was a little scary. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the uh, the Patriots. I, I think Tom Brady was a little pissed off with his performance against the Eagles. And uh, so I hope he takes that anger out on the Dallas Cowboys. I think they'll win. I don't want to break your heart here, but I am going to take the Cowboys in break this game. My, breaking my heart, Ben. The way the Cowboys offense has been playing... Uh, I think it might be enough to overcome what is a really, really stout Patriots defense, but I am going to take the Cowboys, Prescott, Gallup, and Cooper, and Elliott over the Pats in this game. Don't I agree with do you. apologize. Franny has thrown his pen on the table. Uh, next up, 
Game of the week. Packers at San Francisco 49ers. You know, Ben, we talked a little bit about this game um, off the podcast, uh, and, and and I know what, what your pick is, and I think I feel the same way. Really? I, I do. I, I think the Packers will win this game. I, the, the Niners' last few games, they've disappointed. I mean, obviously, the Seahawks game, that was a difficult game, but they lost it at home. In overtime. They, they turn around, and they struggle against you know a, a fairly bad team. And, uh, you know, the Packers, they're one of the top teams in the NFC, and I think they will edge out the Niners. I think it's be close, but I think Rodgers, my man crush, you know, man, you know how much I love Aaron Rodgers. Your beloved. I, I, man, that, that guy is an amazing quarterback. My beloved Rodgers. <laughs> They'll win this You're game. You're in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, wrong. Sorry, State Farm is uh, yeah. whatever their motto is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I agree with Franny. I'm actually going to take the Packers in this game as well. Uh, I think this is going to be one of those games that gets the statue built around Lambeau for Aaron Rodgers at eight feet tall, even though he's only a smidge above six. I think this is the game where Aaron Rodgers shows the younger, less talented uh, Garoppolo. We also have the added incentive in this game of Rodgers' visceral hatred of the San Francisco (laughs) 49ers for passing him over purposefully so in the draft and making a public comment about it. I think the Niners are going down in this game. Next up, another good game, Ravens at Rams. Is it a good game? It should be. I mean, if I it's not a good game, if it's not a good game the Rams is, are done. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a blowout, another blowout. Um, I'm going to choose the Ravens in this one. I think it should be pretty easy. Oh, I think yeah. it should be pretty easy. Pretty easy. Oh, I'm going to take the Ravens in this game, but I do not think it's going to be as easy as Franny is intimating over there. No, he's not intimating. He's coming right out and saying it. Uh, But, yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens in this game. This is the only one I'm going to put a score down on. I think this game is going to be 41-34 to Ravens. Uh, As we do every single week that we have a pod. Uh, Sorry we missed you guys last week, but we have the Thursday night game, Bears at Lions, another Ugh. interdivisional rivalry. Thanksgiving, the Lions for some reason always play on Thanksgiving. They've been terrible every single year. I remember watching the, Barry Sanders play since on the Pilgrims came. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've been terrible. John Standish and uh, Barry Sanders, but I, and Matthew Stafford. I think they'll win this game. I think that the, the Lions will win this game. I, you know, the Bears, uh, they're pretty much imploding. They've been imploding for weeks now. Um, it doesn't matter who starts at quarterback for the Lions. I believe they have enough to win this game. I agree. Or is it Miles Standish? I can't even remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions as well. Another Thursday game. Three games that I will miss on Thursday. Bills at Cowboys. That's a tough one. Where are they playing? They're at playing Cowboys? At the house um, that Jerry built. I, I think the Cowboys will win that game. It's hard to say that, but I think the Cowboys are a better team than the Bills. I agree, but on four days rest, I am taking the Bills in this game because I think they're better coached and better on defense. I am taking the Bills to upset the Cowboys. Ooh, I hope you're right, getting the, getting the Eagles back in the division. I hope you're right. Last Thursday game, Turkey Day, Saints at Falcons. One of the bitterest rivalries south of the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, I don't think the Saints are going to lose another game to the Falcons. They, they, that, that's a win for the Saints, for sure. 
All right, I agree. I am going to take the Saints in that game. I think it is over for the Falcons, and Matt Ryan should do everything he can possibly do to get out of that contract and come play football for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> All this hate? Well, Roethlisberger's got to be, you know, he's one more year maybe. We need, uh, we need a quarterback, and, and Mason Rudolph is not that guy. He's not that guy. Once people start hitting you with your own clothing, it's time. <laughs> To, to look for a new quarterback if you're getting hit with your own implements. Roethlisberger uh, will be back For at least a year. year. For at least yeah. a year. Uh, all right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot all of right. the week. We have our shot of the week, folks. Every week, Franny concocts an awesome and amazing shot from scratch or with help, one or the other, but we have a shot every week. So hold tight, everybody, and we'll be right back with Franny's shot of the week. So it is shot time once again on Thirst and Goal. Every weekend we come up with a new shot. And this week, Ben, you can go ahead and explain. Yeah, so this week, Frane has concocted, we are calling it the Lake Show shot. This shot has Lemoncello, Tito's Vodka, and Purple Skittles that have been dissolved in the vodka to sit on top of the Lemoncello, you can find it on Instagram as well as on Twitter later this evening, <clears throat> excuse me, or tomorrow. Uh, but this shot, we mentioned at the outset of the show that, that Frane, myself, and, and Sonia, uh, primarily Sonia, we lost uh, a, a very, very close, close um, friend of the podcast and uh, family member Earlier this week, and this shot is in honor of that particular individual. There is no team on the earth other than uh, potentially the Croatian national soccer team uh, that this person loved more than the Los Angeles Lakers and wanted to talk about more than the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, so this shot is in honor of, of, of him and everything that he loved about sports and just living life to the fullest and living life on your terms. Uh, so this shot is for him. Uh, we don't normally do NFL shots, but or NBA. Uh, NBA shots. Sorry, I'm uh, getting a little choked. It's a sport. Up, a it's choked, a sport, though. Getting a so. little choked up here. Uh, but this shot isn't. It, it's not. Uh, doesn't do him the honor. Uh, but on this podcast, this is as uh, this is as good as it gets on our podcast. So this is for him and his love of the Los Angeles Lakers. Cheers, Ben. Cheers. Oh, my God. Ooh. Wow. That's pretty intense. That lemon hits you. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's the Lakers, though. And, uh, yeah, the Lakers and, uh, you Looking good. Looking good this season. Uh, You know, they're, 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 they're 14 and 2. At the moment, so something to be proud about. 
And um, yeah, I'm sure somebody has a front row <laughs> ticket. I hope so. Every single game. I hope so. And and uh, now, and I think. Uh, the the base of the shot, which is the limoncello, was something that this particular person really enjoyed. He mm-hmm. enjoyed it so much, in fact, that we have a giant lemon tree here in my <laughs> in my backyard. And I wish we still had some of the limoncello that we made together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did, in fact, take all of the lemons off that tree one year, and it was golly, it was a bushel of lemons <laughs> at least. And we made our own homemade limoncello. We we did what we needed to do in mixing it with the vodka and put it in a dark closet for for a long time, and we we finished much of it. Uh, and I wish we had a little bit of that left, but but mm. in lieu of that, we have uh, yeah. we have some limoncello that Franny was, was able to pick up. That was you know I, I thought it was an appropriate shot for uh, for this evening. Um, you know, just coming on the show tonight um, after this week after this week, it was you know it's it's been kind of difficult. I've been good getting through this this podcast, and you know you could probably hear it and. You know our, our 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 recaps and and you know just our picks for the week. Um, we're we're usually much more um, um, I don't know jovial and 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 and, and excited and and, and um, you know it's, it's it's like a party atmosphere on this show and and uh, you know this week it's been it's, it's a little tough and I'm, I'm sure you can hear it in our voices um, this week. But you know this this is uh, this is for him and um, you know I'm glad we can at least you know have a shot for him. Absolutely, and we will continue to honor his memory by doing the best possible job we can do on this show and talking sports uh, on the show and off the show, which is which is something that he loved to do probably as much as anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll continue we'll continue to do that. So uh, thank you all for bearing with us tonight. You know, we had a little bit of a, a rough start. It was hard actually to get. To get the show going a little bit, I mean, I was sort of, you know, yeah, it was a tough week. I mean, posturing for a few minutes, yeah. and like we were out here talking, and it was it took us a little while to get the show going. So you'll probably see this posted a little bit later than mm-hmm. than normal. Um, but this is what this is what he would have wanted. He wanted us to move forward and not, you know, and not 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 change our lives, uh, but make our lives better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but take the things about about him that we loved. Uh, that we can adopt into our own lives and make our own lives uh, better. All right, Frane, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beverage of the week. As every week, we do have our brown of the week. That is true. Sometimes it's a rye. Picks these up. Sometimes it's a bourbon. Sometimes it's scotch. Sometimes it's an Isla. So yeah. <laughs> And uh, you know, uh, occasionally, well, actually, we, we have we had uh, any wines? We haven't had a wine on this show. You know what? Maybe it's for Sonia. Maybe we should have a wine instead of a brown eventually. We could do like uh, three Malbecs and a... Well, she <laughs> likes the Cab, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh-huh. and the Malbecs. And we've and, had some cognacs. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the leftover or whatever. I'm not exactly sure how they how they put those together. But we've had a couple of cognacs on the show as well. Uh, but tonight, Ben, um, we have a bourbon. Now, we, we, we've been gathering uh, bourbons for the last few weeks. And this week, we have the Jefferson's Reserve Very Old I'm sure you have some more. <laughs> I do. Very appropriate music. This is the Jefferson's Rever- Reserve. Very old Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It's a very, very, very small batch. In 1997, when Jefferson's was first starting out, they found a 15-year-old bourbon that they immediately knew was rich, complex, and needed to be brought to the market. I love, I love this song. It was, it was in 2003 that we decided to bring... 
in other bourbons to marry with the original Jefferson's Reserve. Similar to similar to Jefferson's, we still use over 50% of that mash bill and add up to three more bourbons to create more flavor and more complexities. Jefferson's Reserve is a big, sophisticated bourbon that has a lot of flavor up front, a lot of weight, mid-palate, and a deep, wonderful finish. Uh, again, I don't know why I said again, but we don't. Uh, this is not a sponsorship. No. Uh, this None of these are. None of these are. This particular bourbon company has not given us any, or whiskey company has not given nope. us any we're still uh, waiting. Money. We're still to, waiting to promote this particular bourbon. So that's that's what allows us, folks. That's what allows us to give you our honest, honest take on all of the bourbons, beers, and shots that we drink. Uh, so we are going to taste this Jefferson's Reserve, Reserve, very small batch. Yeah, and, and it is forty-five point one percent alcohol. But I don't know how small it could be if you found it at Total Wine, it, but. It, <laughs> It's not that small of a batch. It's a moderately small yeah. batch. Well, it's a small batch that you can find in Los Angeles, New York City, Chicago, Miami. <laughs> Relatively small batch. They have smaller batches than this, but um, the whistle was, the whistle pig that we tried was a very small batch. That, that was a small batch, and yeah. that's I saw that some really today. Good, yeah. Like the the large, they have the I think uh, I think we have the ten year. They had another one at Total Wine. It was like a hundred dollars for a bottle. I was like. Man, it's a little steep. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go with a, a, a smaller bottle, maybe at half the price. But um, you know, th- that was a great, great uh, rye. All right, so um, we're gonna give this a little sniff. So sorry for the silence on the air. You know, it smells strong. I mean, this is this it's, is this there's is really a very strong. distinct alcohol it, smell to it. Yeah, it smells a little there's, sweet. There's a sweetness to it. Not so much of um, that that sort no of smoke. woodiness. Yeah, I don't get a smoke. Hmm. Well, cheers, I, I almost get like a like a I'm a whiskey, I'm a bourbon. In the smell. Yeah. In the smell. Yeah. Okay. It's smooth. It's sweet. I taste a do I taste honey in there? It, it I get a sweetness, I get a honey. I get uh, a little bit of vanilla. You know, it's 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 like that typical bourbon. It's it's not something that's you know blowing me away with any sort of you know different flavors. It's not, it's not very complex. Notwithstanding um, their advertisement, the advertisement you know. Said I mean, it was, it was very it, complex. <clears throat> but I don't. I to me, it's a at it, total this wine. Is, it says I'm a bourbon. Yeah, I'm I, a sweet bourbon. Yeah, and yeah. I'm to be drunk or drank. Uh, oh, it'll get you drunk. <laughs> uh, but but it's not. This is a cigar bourbon. To not, me. It's this nothing, is like a cigar bourbon. It's it's not outstanding. Um, you know, it's it's you know, at, at Total Wine, it had a high rating. Um, but it seems like it might be overrated. You know, it, you know, we, we've tried a lot of bourbons and whiskeys on the show, but this is something that's not really blown me away. You know, this is something that you could probably find for um, you know thirty thirty five dollars, depending on where you're fi- where you're purchasing it. Um, but you know, it's 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 good. It's just not very complex. You know, it has has a, a very salt, a very strong sort of you know alcohol flavor to it. it. Doesn't linger very long in your mouth. It goes down. It's kind of soft. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just like maybe something more complex than this. And, and it's a little and, light too. I mean, it's, it's yeah. sort of a it kind of it kind of hits you and light sort of. It's clean. The delivery. I mean, the, the when it first touches your palate, it's a little. It's a 
it, 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 I'm a bourbon. I mean, you get a, I'm a, a bourbon, and here I am. A little bit of spice at the back of your throat, but uh, nothing exciting. I think we've tried so many of these now on the show that you know you, you can kind of tell which ones, you know, have have it. You know, it's like they're 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 complex, and you're thinking about the flavors. But this one is. It's, I don't have a relationship with this one. <laughs> but I do understand why I said. Yeah, I'm, we we, I'm we talked we talked uh, at length about your 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 relationship with the art bag and that the art bag is is that that is I mean, it's obviously you know higher in price uh, too, but it, it's something that's way more complex in flavor. Um, whereas this, but it has actual hints of cigar leaf allegedly in the bourbon. So that I maybe that's why I thought of a cigar when I was when mm. I was drinking it. It has hints of cigar leaf, pepper, and toffee. Toffee might you know, be the, the sweetness. The, the 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 pepper. I mean, you can kind of. I can taste the pepper. I like the pepper a little I mean, bit I like, at the I back like of your bourbon. throat, but I like a bourbon with pepper. I do. I like, I like a I little like a bit of spice. Taste. It's a, a, a slight bit of spice, but it's you know it, it's it's almost difficult with this one to get over that initial sort of alcohol burn where you can kind of In the you know yeah. get get the flavors and. And it just doesn't have any sort of creaminess to it. Um, doesn't have legs, as the wine drinkers would say, on the glass. Alex, if you're listening, hmm. I've realized I like pepper, smoke, and peat. Uh, no, not one of my top bourbons. Oh, this is going to sit in my house for a long time. I mean, I could- this, I'm going to bring this out for a party. I could take this until one. it's empty. I, I could take this one. <laughs> this is one that you just drink. This is one that you just drink and you mix. You know, it, it's not something that you you sip on. You know, it's not something you enjoy uh, on the rocks like we did some of our other uh, our other bourbons. Like you know, I, I would say the Woodford Reserve, the Eagle Rare, and 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 uh, you know, obviously the the, the Barrel Dovetail and and uh, the, a couple of the old Foresters that we've had on the show. Um, this one is. Eh. Well, it says it has a long finish. I'm not feeling no, it. I, it just goes down, and it's 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 just, it's you know on, on the palate, it's kind of soft and just doesn't really leave much. It, you just kind of taste that alcohol burn, but there's nothing. I feel the burn after that. Yeah, you know, I feel there's the there's, burn. there's nothing. I mean, there's not a lot to enjoy about this one. But you know, if you're just looking to uh, you know used to get a bourbon, I say anything negative about a bourbon. Yeah, well, if we're not sponsored by them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you get our honest exactly. take, folks. Exactly. We're, we're honest about these things, just like we are with our beers. And that's why we keep on purchasing beers from Einstock, because they're good, not because we're sponsored. And this one is um, yeah, nothing special. I mean, there's they're, they're so many. They're, I mean, the, the, the Jeffersons uh, Reserve, they have different lines. You know, they, there's, there's different options to choose from. Mm, the very old Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, very small batch. Nothing special. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben is our beer of the week. And that's something we are, in fact, looking forward to. Yes, it is a brewer that we're very high on. Yes, we are very high on it. Einstock, Einstock. Brewery from the beautiful ice-driven country of Iceland. <laughs> uh, so we will fix a couple of glasses of this Einstock, and we will be right back. All right, Ben. So we have the beer on the table. I have a glass here. You have the can right there, and you have some info for us. I do. I mean, this. I think it's the third or fourth. Yeah, we had the might uh, even be the fourth. 
It was the was the pale ale. I can't remember. We had the white I, ale, the pale, the the, the wee, wee heavy. heavy. Yeah, so this is the fourth one from uh, the Einstock Brewery, this and is, they've all been fantastic so far. Yeah, I mean, and and people out there on Twitter, please follow this company. They should not yes. have only double the number of followers that we have. <laughs> they should have many, 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 many more followers. Yeah. If you can find anything from Einstock, if you can find anything from Einstock, we highly recommend I it. I mean, this is this we haven't is, tried this one yet, but we've liked the last three. As Franny said, I mean, in the last, uh, I think the last one we tried, or, or the one before that, they talked about foraging on the island to find the ingredients. And Franny's like, uh, like on the rocks or <laughs> the, in the snow, like where are they finding these ingredients in Iceland? But they are finding them somehow. Dig deep. Uh, this is the Icelandic toasted porter, a porter, no less, from Iceland. It has clear notes of toffee and dark chocolate. Smells good. This porter is roasty and rich, offering a medium body that is robust. Yet smooth on the palate. Toasted and chocolate malts give it a sinister black color, but it's easy to drink taste. We'll have you believing there's no need to be afraid of the dark. <laughs> this is alcohol by volume 6%, so it's a little bit low around the midside. Uh, it's a larger malt, Munich malt from Germany, chocolate malt, Bavarian hops, and authentic Icelandic roasted coffee. This tasting notes are smooth and roasty with some chocolate, toffee, and licorice notes with a subtle coffee undertone. The food pairings are rich and roasty notes bring out the best of steak, lamb chops, game and roast. Again, lamb chops in honor of Croatia. Works great as a base (laughs) for sauces and marinades. It's a perfect finish with chocolate and cigars. So yeah, Jefferson Reserve followed up with a... Icelandic toasted porter and smoke mm-hmm. a cigar. Mm-hmm. You want to taste it? Yeah, I mean, I just smell it. Smell this. Can you smell it from the can? I can smell it from this glass over here, Ben. Can you smell it from the can? <laughs> can you? I'm not. I'm not. What's that guy's name? What's the guy's name who Here's like uh, who like uh, Benergio de Gergerac or whatever the guy's name was who like gave the uh, the words to the person on the balcony? Like he stood behind the bush and he told the person what to say to the to the woman on the. In the balcony? I have no idea what you're talking uh, Steve Martin played him in a movie. <laughs> but smell that. Smell how nice that is. Oh, it smells oh, chocolatey. Man. It's chocolatey. What's it's with the ice sweet. Stocks? It's coffee. Right, oh, let's do man. It. Caramel. Oh, it's so good. It, it smells good. All right, let's do this. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Cheers to you, Ben. Cheers. Hmm. That that's good. Oh wow, it's definitely a porter. It's on the it, but it's a little softer than like a yeah, Samuel it, Smith. It's, it's it's not like it's not heavy. It has it has a nice soft finish to it. A little creaminess to it. Um, it's like it's like a cold Nespresso coffee. I mean, it's it, like it is a cold Nespresso. Coffee. And we know we we you know uh, if if you listen to the podcast, poured over beer, you know how 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 happy we have been with our Nespresso machines. And uh, this is this is good. This is a very good dark beer. That is good. It is chocolatey. Wow, look at that. I mean, well, you have a can, but I'm yeah, but at, don't I'm be afraid it. of the dark. No, I mean it is. It definitely has. Uh, a little bit of a roastiness to it that sticks mm. in your palate longer, uh, not in a bad way. But, but it's a nice creamy, chocolatey sort of yeah. flavor that you get with this. Toffee. I taste a little the, licorice. I'm glad that the licorice is not overpowering. Yeah, I'm not no. a huge licorice guy. 
uh, no. but I can taste the licorice. Because I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, a huge fan of dark beers. But since this one has sort of a, a, a softer sort of finish to it, you know, it's not heavy. Um, this is, for me, it's surprisingly good. I don't know, I don't know about you, Ben. Surprisingly I mean, you, good. No, because you you drink a little, you know, you like the darker stuff. I like a darker beer. I mean, this is, uh, it's a Guinness with more flavor, more complexity, and certainly more sweetness. And, but it see, doesn't I, linger. I mean, yeah, see, I was going to say, I don't, I don't find the, the, the sweetness to be overpowering. It's just, it's like a milk chocolatey sort of, you know, that, that sort very of good. soft chocolate flavor with a little bit of, you know, that, that, that coffee on the finish, a little bit of caramel. Just You got the nice sweetness to it and it, it just finishes. This company. So soft. They know what they're doing. And it's, it's, and it's, it's, has a, it's, it's a little bit crisp too. You know, you get that, it doesn't have any lingering sort of, flavors that just remain in your mouth it's just you know it goes down you get all those flavors and it's gone and you just want more yeah and you don't expect that kind of crispness from yeah. a dark porter like this no i mean i don't know who's running this i don't god know god damn it einstock you're awesome i don't know who the brewmaster is i don't know Einstock, uh and i don't I'm know so, I'm, I'm sure his last name is probably larson <laughs> <laughs> most likely <laughs> but we would gladly accept even a small sponsorship on the show because just free beer, uh, but um, <laughs> a free beer because we have. We could go through a lot of this as, stuff. As Franny said uh, to the lead-in here to this particular tasting, I mean, we do this. This is our fourth uh, yeah, Einstock we've tasted, Einstock. and none of this is for money. No, they no. just make the white ale is good, the pale ale is good, the wee heavy is, is good. Good, everything has been good, and I'm surprised at how much I like this dark beer. I mean, this thing. You look at it. I mean, it, it, it's it's like it looks like coffee with a head on it. Yeah, I mean, or or just like you know, if you pour Coca Cola into a cup, you know, this this that's the same sort of color that you're getting with this. Um, but wow, I'm impressed. I I really am impressed with this. I think this company should branch out, and in honor of Frane's love of Einstock. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Frane's favorite sound effect. So Ben, how would you rate this beer? Yeah, we missed that the last episode. I think we did. I listened I to it and I was like, oh, we didn't rate that beer. Yeah. Um, so the last one was the Wee Heavy, I think, right? It was not. It was the, the I think it was the Pale Ale one that they have. I think, I think there was their, it was their, uh, I can't remember the exact name of it, but I, I think it was their IPA. Their IPA. This one, I would give this, for what it is, mm-hmm. I would give this an 8 out of 10. You know, I would, I would agree with you. I, I would say this is an 8, you know, possibly a 9 too, because I mean, it's, it's, it's a darker beer that's easy to drink. I mean, you could drink a lot of this, and at six yeah. percent, it doesn't taste like it's a six percent alcohol beer. Um, I'm impressed. This is it's really good, and, and I'm and, just I'm just swishing it in my cup right here. I'm mean, looking at and at, fans of the show. You should know that Franny does not drink dark beers. When he orders beers, he orders the lightest possible beer. That is not on, well. Not the true. lightest. I don't get the lightest. I, you know, I, I usually. But go it's with, usually a lighter. It's a lighter. It's a lighter, it's a lighter pilsner. One. It's a lighter one. Uh, and and for him to like this, and I can I can attest to it. Yeah. You could polish can after can after can of this mm-hmm. off, which is mm-hmm. not something that you would typically say of a porter or of a Guinness type of beer, where you're drinking three or four of them over the course of an evening. Mm-hmm. You've got 3,000 or 3,800 calories in you, <laughs> and you're ready for some water or something else. Uh, this is a really, really easy to drink, 
porter. I'm not sure what the calories are, nor do I care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a really, really good beer, and I yeah. agree with Franny, and I, I'm so happy that he picked these up. I'm I'm happy that I picked them up. I mean, you know, we we, we were sort of you know just drinking Einstocks, and I figured this is the last flavor of Einstock that we have not tried yet. Might as well try this one. So we've tried the four that they offer at least at at Total Wine, and hopefully they'll get more. Oh, I think they have the I think they have a white ale that we could taste. I think, I think they, they might they, have one more. Isn't that the one we tried though? Wasn't that the first one, the white ale? Is it? The I think that was white a, can or a blue can. It's a whiter can. Then we have the blue can. There's a blue can. There's a blue one. I think we tried all of them. Did we? Yeah, I think uh, so. Sorry, Einstock. Einstock, if you have more, send us whatever you have. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have your betting corner. Well, we have my betting corner, and we also have Franny's fantastic I did five, pick my six. Or sexy six, six parlay. Yep. So we're going to put our bets down on the board, and we'll be right back with the betting corner. All right, and we are back with Ben's Betting Corner. All right. Uh, Typically, week to week, uh, we give you our certified picks, but this week we didn't do that uh, because we had other things happening, but I have a few certified picks for the week. Uh, First up, Carolina Panthers versus New Orleans Saints. Take the over, over 46. Next up, Baltimore Ravens. Take the Ravens, minus three in that game. Can't remember who they're playing, but I know it's a good game. I think that might be, I don't even remember. Uh, Seattle Seahawks versus uh, the Eagles. Eagles. Take the Seahawks, plus one and a half. Can you believe that the Eagles are favored in that game? I have no idea why. Only because they're at home, I guess. Uh, next up, Dallas Cowboys. Plus five and a half against the New England Patriots. Take the Cowboys plus five and a half. They might win that game outright. Next up, (laughs) Buffalo Bills. Take the Bills minus four in that game. I think the Bills are going to win that game by a big, big margin. Those are the certified picks. Before we get into the game-by-game picks, I want to hear Frane's sexy six parlay. Sexy six parlay. We should have some music for that, like... That bah, bah, bah. Oh, we have yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Franny's Any- sexy sixth parlay. There it is. There it is. All right. Since we have no other leading music, that's good. I like that, Ben. And for Ben bets, <laughs> beware. <laughs> maybe like the last couple of weeks, maybe. Um, but I have been the Browns. Sexy six. Ooh, really? I have the Browns. All right. I'm surprised. I'd, I'd say, I'd like, wait, did I really write down the Browns? Yes, I did. I have the Browns. As long as it's not the Bengals. The Bills. The Steelers, Ben. The Raiders, the Saints, and the Ravens. All money line, parlay, six game. Count them. You'll win. <laughs> And for the record, folks, Franny has hit four or five of these since the beginning of the yeah. season, and parlays are very, very, very difficult yeah. to hit. Anything more than a two- or three-game parlay is almost impossible to hit. So give Franny credit for hitting five of these, and I guarantee he will win this one this with week. With Monopoly money. With fake money. This is Monopoly money. entertainment purposes only, but I would bank on Franny cashing on that bet. Uh, we have a few games to go through. Miami Dolphins at Browns. Frane is taking the Browns. I agree with him. Plus 
ten and a half or minus ten and a half on the Browns on the on the uh, on the line. The money line minus five fifty. Broncos at Bills talked about that one. Steelers at Bengals. Steelers are favored by six and a half points. Friday likes the Steelers in that game on the money line. I am a little dubious of that, but I will take the the Steelers on that one. Giants at Bears. The Giants are giving away, or getting, I should say, six points. What do you think about that one? Giants are getting six points from the Bears. Yeah, I I think it's possible. I think it's possible, too. I I would actually put my money on the Giants. I don't know if I put my money on it. I put someone's money on that. I would put some. Yeah. I would rob someone on the street and bet them <laughs> at the OTB. Uh, Oakland Raiders at New York Jets. The Oakland Raiders are giving away three points in that game. Yeah. If anything, I would take the Raiders. I'd probably win by a touchdown. Uh, next up, Carolina Panthers at New Orleans Saints. Over under 46. The Saints are giving away nine and a half points in that game. If I was going to bet on anything, it would be the over in that game. Over 46. Next up, Tampa Bay Bucks at Falcons. Friday's beloved Atlanta Falcons giving away three and a half points to the Bucks in that game. Over under 52. Stay away from the over under. If anything, bet the under. But I would take the Falcons minus three and a half. I think the Buccaneers' days are numbered. Next up, Detroit Lions at Washington Redskins. Detroit Lions are giving away three and a half points with an over under of 40. What do you think? Um, I seriously was not paying attention. <laughs> He's not paying attention. He's looking at his Apple Watch. I'm just looking at the temperature outside right <laughs> and now. What it's is getting, it? It's getting a little chilly right now. It is currently 53 degrees. That's, and that's chilly for us. That's tr- chilly for Southern California. And for the record, we do have a fire burning in the background mm-hmm. here. And as soon as we go into post-production, we are going <laughs> to snuggle by that fire. Uh, next up, we have... Oh, sorry. I would take the Detroit Lions in that game. <laughs> I don't and, know if me and you are going to snuggle, Ben? <laughs> We actually might. We, we might. We might. We might. Yeah, it's, 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 it's chilly. It's chilly. It's, it's very cold. Yeah, sign this then out here. Yeah, yeah it's chilly. Exactly. Uh, next away we have the Jags at Titans. The Tennessee Titans giving away three and a half points to the Jags over under 41 and a half. I would take the Titans minus three and a half, and I would take the over in that game. Next up, Dallas Cowboys at New England Patriots. As I mentioned earlier, take the Cowboys in that game. Green Bay Packers at San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are giving away three points. I think Franny agrees with me. Take the Packers and the points in that game. I think the Packers are going to win that game. Franny, you agree? Mm-hmm. I agree. Franny agrees. Next up, ooh, Seattle Seahawks at Philadelphia Eagles. The Seattle Seahawks are getting one and a half points in that game. I would love the Seahawks in the game. Sorry, Franny. Uh, the over-under is 47. I would take the under in that game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the the way the Eagles offense has performed the last few. Yeah, I, I, I might go with the under on that one. Next up, Baltimore Ravens at LA Rams. The Los Angeles Rams are getting only three points against the juggernaut that is the, <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens. I would take the Ravens in that game. Uh, the over-under is 46.5. I would take the over as well. Thanksgiving Day. Uh, Chicago Bears at Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are getting a point or giving away a point in that game. And the over-under is 41. I would stay away from that game in its entirety. Uh, Buffalo Bills at Dallas Cowboys. The Buffalo Bills are getting 7.5 points on the road against the Cowboys. I am going to take the Bills in that game. The over-under is 45. 
I think the under in that game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Trying to convince yourself, huh? And yeah, he could see it in my eyes. <laughs> uh, next up, Saints at Falcons. The Saints are giving away five points to the Falcons at home. Over under 48 and a half. I would take the under, and I would also take the Falcons plus five. All right. You already gave your sexy six parlay. Sorry, we're running a little bit long here, folks. Are we uh, really? Actually, I don't think we are. I think this is one of our shorter podcasts in a long time. We're only at two hours and two minutes. Oh, that's pretty long. All right. Well, but that's our normal. Our normal is like yeah. two and 20. We thought this one might be a little bit shorter. But uh, there, and it was even longer off the air. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have our housekeeping to end the show. All right, folks. Thank you so much for bearing with us uh, through this podcast. There's a lot going on the last couple of weeks, and... Um, as Franny mentioned earlier, you probably hear it in our voices that yeah. uh, it's been a little bit of a uh, it's been a hard couple weeks, and we truly appreciate all of our all of our listeners, all of our fans, everyone that has gotten to know us over the last forty seven. Yeah. Well, especially if you got through this show too, it's been a little it was, it was a difficult show, and uh, like Ben said, it's you know, you we're two hours in, but we had a lot of talking off the show as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely, and and so thank you all. Uh, to all of our listeners out there, please share, subscribe, do everything you can to, to help our podcast. We hope that uh, you'll stick with us after after this one. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thirstinggold.busprout.com, with your friends, family, anyone you think would also like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by, by searching for us on Apple Podcast. Pandora, Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, Google Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please, please, please leave us a review, even if it was to say that they had a really depressing episode this month. Uh, but please leave us a review. We really would appreciate your feedback. If you'd like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us direct at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com, or you can call us at 818 818- Three five zero two six eight zero in the dirty, dirty of the San Fernando Valley, and leave us a voicemail. We may use it on the air, so please be aware when you leave your message. We may play it on the air. Please also follow us on Friday's awesome Instagram account at Thirstand, and on my mediocre Twitter account <laughs> at Goal Thirst. Uh, you're quite the Twitterer. Yeah, last yeah, people are probably wondering why I haven't tweeted in the last yeah. two weeks. Well. Um, we have our reasons. But uh, thank you all so much for listening. We truly appreciate your support uh, and sticking with us. And uh, we love each and every one of you. So thank you all so much. Ronnie? Yes, thank thank you so very much. And Ben, we're on Pandora now. And to all the, all the Pandora listeners out there, thank you for listening to us. And, uh, you know, th- this was a you know difficult podcast to get through. We, we thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Everybody out there. Thank you all. See you next week, guys. Thank you.